Hi, this is Braden Holpe. Hey, this is Tanner the Bulldozer Bozer. Hi, this is Brian Burke from Toronto, Ontario. This is Daryl Sutter. Hello, everyone. I'm Carly Agro from Sportsnet Central. This is Jay Onright. This is Quick Dick Quick Dick coming to you from Tufnell, Saskatchewan. Hey, everybody. My name is Steel Fleury. This is Kelly Rudy. This is Corey Cross. This is Wade Redden. This is Jordan Tutu. My name is Jim Patterson. Hey, it's Ron McLean, Hockey Net in Canada and Rogers Hometown Hockey, and welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. we got a great one on tap for you today. Uh, the brothers, we may get a little heated, and uh, <laughs> we have some fun. We'll leave it at that. We'll get you to it here just after a quick word on today's episode sponsors. Uh, mentioned a couple times now that I'm teaming up with the Lloydminster Regional Health Foundation for Giving Tuesday Radiothon on December 15th to raise money for the Lloydminster Hospital. We'll be doing a 12-hour, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Facebook live stream where we're going to sit down with a bunch of different people from the community to share stories about why the hospital uh, is important to the community. You know, it's it's a big, big part of, of Lloydminster and any community for that matter. Last year, we raised $50,000 for a new Pixis automated pill dispensing machine. And this year, we're looking to exceed that goal um, to, to help raise money for different things, different projects the hospital and community have uh, going on. So look out for December 15th. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Facebook live stream. Uh, we've got some cool things coming down the pipeline here. And as they start to be unveiled, I'll tell you all about it. Um, so look out for that. HSI Group, they are the local oil field burners and combustion experts that can help make sure you have a compliant system working for you. They also uh, The team also offers security, surveillance, and automation products for residential, commercial, livestock, and agricultural applications. I've mentioned time and time again that, uh, you know, today's it is raining out today, but as winter approaches and it gets colder, wouldn't you want to just, you know, have that peace of mind, get it on your phone so you can just check in on, on your site or your, your cattle, your livestock, and go, oh, yeah, there they are. Everything looks, looks uh, peachy. Well, these are the guys. Stop in at 3902 52nd Street or give them a call, 306-825-6310. They use technology to give you peace of mind so you can focus on the things that truly matter. Clinton team over at Trophy Gallery. Championship belts. The brothers and I get talking about it. Who knows? We might be in to see you, Clint, uh, quicker than you think. Um, custom medals, die-cast signage, name tags, engraving on Yetis and Brewmates, business awards in crystal and glass. They ship Canadian-wide. Uh, go to trophygallery.ca. They got over 5,000 products online. Use promo code NEWMAN for 15% off. Any sport, any time, from bodybuilding to hockey, uh, visit Trophy Gallery. Clay Smiley and Profit River. Profit River is a retailer of firearms, optics, accessories, serving all of Canada. They specialize in importing firearms from the United States, hard-to-find calibers, rare firearms, special editions. Check them out at ProfitRiver.com. Gartner Management is a Lloydminster-based company specializing in all types of rental properties to help meet your needs. Whether you're looking for a small office space like this guy or a 6,000-square-foot commercial space, give Wade Gartner a call today, 780-808-5025. Shout out to the team over at Read and Write and Miss Deanna Wandler for the SNP billboard across from the UFA. Looking spectacular. If you're heading in any of these businesses, make sure you let them know you heard about them uh, on here on the podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, visit SeanNewmanPodcast.com, top right corner, hit the contact button, and send me your information. we got lots of different options, and I want to find something that can work for the both of us. Now, let's get on to that T-Bar 1 tale of the tape. 
We were four brothers spread over 10 years, all born and raised in Hillmont, Saskatchewan. All diehard Oiler fans who are far from experts. But no worries, we'll argue as if we all are. The golden child, the bird man, the engineer, and the big man. Here's another Newman Brother Roundtable. So buckle up, here we go. Welcome to the Sean Newman Podcast, joined in studio by the brothers. Uh, before we get anywhere, let's talk about last last roundtable. We had the bet who's going to have the most points in the NHL playoffs. By no means did I uh, exactly uh, do well, but I did well enough to, to not get last. I think when that bet was made, I laughed at Harley out loud. Because you took McDavid and Harley took Drysaddle, <laughs> and I said, yeah, "I don't know why." There's I, no way you're I, getting ahead of Sean, so you're an idiot. And I think I was right. So we bought a bottle of McClellans, and <laughs> here we sit. I sure like it. I, I, by the way, I ended up winning with Kucherov. But yeah, really but nobody cares both, about that. It's about nobody being cares not about the that, loser, Jay. right? Yeah, yeah, that's not right. the loser. That's right. So nobody cares about the winner. You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Moving on. Well, cheers, boys. It's it's happy to or I'm happy to have you back in the studio again. These are always well. I, I laugh. I feel like in 20 years we're gonna be older guys and we're gonna hear these and be like, man, we're morons. But it's a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. You think uh, you think we'll be sitting in an old folks' well, home somewhere? Well, hopefully in 20 years I can still hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long ways down the road. You do have a lot more practice talking. Yes. <laughs> I got lots to say, I guess. <laughs> well, Lightning win the cup. Let's let's start. Actually, let's start with the two bubble leagues, right? You had uh, the NHL in the bubble, and you had uh, the NBA in the bubble. What did you think of bubble sports? Didn't care for it, to be honest with you. Uh, I know that the NBA, the viewership was way down, way down, uh, like. I, going into the finals, I think they were down 46% going into the finals, right? And I'm not sure what it ended up being at, but that tells you something right there. Uh, yeah, the NHL, for me, uh, you get four months of the year where you're not confined to being inside and you can enjoy the weather and being outside. Is and it, it four months? Do we actually get four months? Boy, that's uh, a long, that's a lot, that's pushing it. Yeah. My, so my kids are pissed the other day when it started snowing out. Uh, yeah. So for me, uh, I was very whole hum the the NHL season, you know, playoffs playoff wise because I definitely did not follow it near as much as I have in previous years, right? So you know, the Lightning win and that's great. I guess I don't know. I would say not having fans in the stands just doesn't make for as good a ambiance to the whole thing. Yeah, but do you, give, do you at exciting. least give them some credit for pulling it off? No, no, oh, no, absolutely. No, totally. absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. absolutely. I didn't think they'd actually make it all the way through. I thought they'd have a COVID outbreak and that'd be it. They actually made it through. They got it done. I'm impressed with that. Kind of something it's just similar. different when there's no fans in the kind of, kind of something similar to what's going on in the NFL right now, right, where you got guys and then whole teams and then now they're pushing stuff weeks and, you know, like it's a bit of a mess, right? But that's kind of what I half expected going into the NHL playoff season. It NBA. didn't happen to all the credit in the world to him and the NBA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, COVID's so serious that every player in baseball and football that have got it 
I'm still waiting for them to come out and say how someone's in critical condition or ICU. <laughs> is in the hospital? You know, well, remember they talked about the Marlins. There was 18 of them or something, right? And it's such big news, and they're blowing it up. Well, that's what we talked about last time, I think, was right. the 18 Marlins. And you never heard a word about them coming back to the lineup. Well, and if I'm sure if there's one in the hospital, you would have heard about it. Oh, 100%. We're shut down the world. I don't know. I uh, Can we talk then <laughs> while we're on that note, right? The NFL right now. You got you got uh, the coaches get fined because they weren't wearing their face mask, and uh, so then you watch the in game, their so own the, private suite with nobody else. No, that was in the, the that suite. was the owner. The owner that yeah. was Major League Baseball. Yeah. And so got the anyways they got coaches. I keep putting my hand in front of them and then I realize I can't talk. Anyways, so they they got you watch football games right now. All the coaches have them on, all the supporting staff have them on. But then, like, 50 players all stand around, don't have anything on, and they're running around hitting each other. I, like, I want to meet the – you know who I think should get on a podcast is who makes these rules. Like, who is the actual guy at the top that makes these rules? Like, is anybody watching this? It's ridiculous. Right. As if them coaches, after the game, all don't go sit in some room, have a beer, look over the video film, talk about it, right? The, I mean, the master there just to just for show. It's all peace. It's, it's performance theater. Oh. It's disgusting. And the best part, of the, the, the my favorite part, I, was, I can't even remember what game I was watching, and who knows, maybe they've corrected it after it happened. So you got the the huddle, right? Quarterback sitting there talking to his guys. And then the guy comes in, the water bottle squirter, right? And he squirts it in a couple guys' mouths with the mask on, and they got no mask on, and he's squirting it. I'm like, well, that just, that right there defeats the entire, what is going on here? Right? Like, yeah, okay, you got the mask, okay, whatever. That, okay, that doesn't really make sense. But, you know, for the most part, whatever, my brain carries on. But when he starts squirting water in everybody's mouths, what is that about? That makes no sense. Hey, every kid on our initiation team had their own water bottle as of three years ago. NFL players don't do that, though. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. Maybe they, I don't know. But, but I guess it is getting squirted. They're not sucking on the lid like the initiation kids do. So that's. I mean, we could beat this to death because it's just all over the place. But. It, with the with the bubble thing, so the, I know that teams did it for TV contracts, stuff like that. How like could they do it again next year? Is there is there a point where the NHL would run out of money, or can they do it forever as long as they got a big enough TV contract? I just don't have the answer. Well, for that. TV answer contracts got to be big enough to make it work, right? Well, the thing the thing with it all then is is everybody's salaries would just start decreasing, right? I mean, that's the whole point of having a salary cap. Like they did is, this year, right? And there's 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 no indefinitely sure, but uh, the cost of doing business would go way down. The problem is that the CFL probably won't restart. That's no, the risk won't. you run is your league goes defunct you don't think because CFL, you go bankrupt. You don't no, think CFL? they're talking like it, it's it's going to go bankrupt. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's you, the risk but do, you run. But yeah, okay, I get that. Do you think that when things go back to normal, will some owners get together? Now, it might not be a nine-team league. Maybe it'll be six or something, but do you think it gets back rolling? Yeah, there would be. The other thing, too, is, I mean, people have flirted around with the idea of of having a uh, B league for for NFL, right, where, you know, essentially you could start up another league up here and – paying your guys up here and it's like a feeder system for the nfl oh, the right CFL so, purists hate you right now no nah, absolutely absolutely and i get that point right but at the same time but if there's too, no league at all yeah what is, there'll be then all of a sudden they come up back. here and say hey vancouver toronto montreal i would Edmonton. think that it'd probably get restarted at some point it has to right i don't know there's it been things is. in the past that didn't 
Living I don't, in strange I, times, Dustin. But money, money talks, right? So when you go back to uh, just TV, I don't know. They need people in there buying tickets, buying merchandise, drinking way too many beers. Depends on the sport, though. NFL's uh, con, uh, TV contracts so big they yeah. could go without NFL for a while. The pinnacle, but and you found and, and the NFL didn't shut down into a bubble. They somehow are playing in all cities and have fans in some of them. And like you just look at what the NFL's doing, and you're like, how, how can NFL pull that off? Right? How does the NFL pull that off? I guess they're that popular. They kind of make their own rules, kind of kind of like some of the politicians where. This is the rules for everybody else, but this isn't the rules for me. I can fly well, back to my own constituency and go see my family on a holiday, and then fly back, but everybody no, no else. No Thanksgiving for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the NFL is that big. I think they kind of. I still wonder what happens after November 3rd, after the election with COVID and whether things lighten up after that. How or much in, of it is. Or intensify. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Hey, on a side note, uh, for the listeners, uh, our parents butchered 25 chickens, and we, uh, three of us, the four, one guy in here didn't show up. Some of us have to work for a living, so, Mm -hmm. you know, just... I just heard Harley was scared. Yeah. Anyways, one of us did show up on time, and the other two didn't, so... I got to eat one of those. I, I got to eat I one of those chickens last night. You got a chicken out of that deal? I still no, 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 got no, no. a chicken. I went out to mom and dad's for supper. Oh. It was delicious. You was it really good? It? Yeah. Was it one of the ones I plucked? <laughs> yeah, is there was it, a little bit of hair I, left on it. Yeah. Is it the one I chopped the head off? <laughs> it tasted good. It it, it tasted. So like, you got invited to mom and dad's for supper for the first chicken, eh? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Golden child. Yeah. Golden child for sure. Golden child. Well, not the bird man. He ain't getting it. He didn't show up to do it. I was the guy late. who showed up there the longest sure didn't get invited for the first chicken supper. Just not a lot of appreciation for the guy cutting the heads off. Eh? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dirtiest job. Somebody's got to do it. They still got blood on my boots from that. You know, Kobe, Kobe, will, Kobe will hate me if I don't bring up the NBA. He's probably swearing at the the radio dial right now as we do because none of us really watch the NBA that much. Well, but, I, I watched. I'll bring it up later, but I watched LeBron carry his trophies around for ten minutes. But the, the thing that I find so hard for my brain to kind of comprehend is um, when NBA superstars win, and maybe it's just LeBron because that's the one who just happened. They like to lean, and they like to. And who is uh forgetting the guy who was playing? And Kobe's. I apologize for not remembering his name. But they win the big game, and then he just kind of leans on the side, and he's tired, and all the guys come and pat him on the back. And I'm like, what the hell is that? You just won a game. No, you don't. You're not tired. Who's tired after winning a big game? I like Mookie Betts in baseball. He uh, makes the big catch, hits a home run, steals a base, and he is fired up. Like stealing bases for tacos. <laughs> hey, did you see that? No. Yeah, because when he stole the base, everybody, I think it's October 28th, everybody gets a free taco from, uh, what's the place called? Not Taco Time. What's the other place called? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. There's a free pitch for Taco Bell. <laughs> you think Mookie Betts, you know, all I'm getting at is, why is it that... He's uh, having a good time, Sean. One of the best players said. in, yeah, I know. Hey, look, there's, I just won a championship. I'm so tired. I'm Ooh. so tired. Oh, it's hard to stand up. Man, it's like, Work. come on. There's part of it goes back to the NBA and you've got 
a handful of guys and they're stacking teams and so it it becomes what the hell does that have to do with if i stack the team with the best players i got them all i got lebron i got uh, sounds, sounds like the dusty man right now yeah well we can't get to sunday so <laughs> just oh, everybody's stacking teams. okay i'll answer this question basketball players are wusses and that includes kobe man yeah, well. i think that is the answer to the question you're just asking is they're just wusses Anybody, I, I, did anybody watch the Lakers win the championship? I, I did, yes. And and I, I just, for me, it just blew me away because I watched Lightning win. And so, A, you got Stamkos out there who's played five shifts the whole playoffs. You know, did score a goal. But, you know, he goes up there and gets the cup. He he turns around, probably lifts it up for two seconds, hands it to the next guy, who hands it to the next guy, who hands it to the next guy. Then they all gather around, get a team pitcher, and it's a whole team. And in the NBA, LeBron won the MVP. And then they had him the trophy, and he talks for five minutes congratulating the other guy that was the good player. Like, they had more than one good player on the team, but he congratulated one other guy. And then while the other guy was talking, he grabbed his MVP trophy and the NBA championship trophy, one in each arm, and walked around with it for like 10 minutes. It was the craziest thing i seen. It was like the rest of them didn't exist. And they said Rondo was one of the best point guards in the NBA. It doesn't get mentioned. Nobody cares. There's no team pitcher. I, I just, I, I feel like I'm missing something there. You know, what, thinking back to like NHL, what really strikes me, you remember when Dougie Waite won with Carolina and his shoulder was buggered and he carried around the Stanley Cup with a buggered shoulder and he could hardly lift the freaking thing. But he lifted it and he skated around for his two minutes. Whereas if you're in the NBA and you're on the bench, you just get to look at LeBron carry him around. Uh, I think Jimmy I've, Butler, I've, before we hop any further, because Kobe's sitting there swearing at the thing. <laughs> Jimmy Butler was a guy from Miami Heat that I was thinking of. He he like he was talented. He played his bag off. And yeah. I bet you Jimmy Butler, for me, I don't I'm not saying it's every NBA guy. Because the Toronto Raptors, the yeah. year they won, they Kawhi. were a team. Yeah, and they did have Kawhi, but they were a team. And I bet you if Jimmy Butler won, I bet you he gets all that team together and his big picture. But with LeBron, it's and, and I mean the first thing LeBron's talking about is maybe everybody will show me some respect now. And show him respect. Yeah. Like he's being talked about as one of the greatest players of all time. I don't know. I think there'd be a lot more respect as if he'd grabbed the championship, walked over, give it to another guy. I mean, it's Re- not like he's never if won he one before. realized that it was a bigger moment for some of the guys who this is going to be their only time and their first time instead of thinking about himself. I'm just saying it. It, just, it was totally obvious after watching the Lightning versus uh, he, the Ray, Ray Bork, Colorado, right? Sackick didn't even lift the cup. He just handed it straight off to him, right? That's what you're dealing against. When you're talking about guys like LeBron, right, who, go, you know. I'd, and don't get me wrong, LeBron's a great player. No, no, no. no LeBron's absolutely. one of the top, greatest. Top five all time. Yeah, top sure. Five. Absolutely. Guys, guys how, many, how many league finals has he been to? It's something. Ten. Ten. Yeah. Of the last 14. It's, With, oof. like, three different teams. Yeah. 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 You put him on your team, you go to the finals is yeah. pretty much what it is. What did you think? We talked a little bit about it last time. What did you think of the extra teams getting in the NHL? Or baseball, now that you've I, seen I love that. all of it. I, I find playoffs to be more exciting. You love to see a, uh, the more games, the more opportunities for, the, for more teams. I, 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 don't, I understand the, the argument that the regular season means nothing, so I'm not saying that all 32 baseball teams get in the playoffs. But it is nice to see. I mean, I can remember when there was – wasn't it just – uh, the two division winners played each other, and then there was a World Series. Well, you're a little bit older than the rest of us, Jay. So 
We've been. You know, I tried calling him on. Uh, Actually, I, I believe that's Roberts? how it was. <laughs> Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts. Yeah, we, st- we started this off with whether <laughs> Dave Roberts was on the 2004 Boston Red Sox. Now, baseball fans are laughing at me because they probably all go, hey, yeah, of course he was. But for the rest of us, the manager of the Dodgers right now is going, what? Not a chance. Of course, we look it up and we're wrong. So, you know what, Jay? You're probably right. Jason's well, no, probably I just right. remember. Probably, I, probably I, the last time that happens when Jay was two, but he still remembers it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, it's it, the baseball's slowly expanding. I mean, it used to be ridiculous. You'd have 162 games and hardly anybody make the playoffs. But and the playoffs are most I, exciting. I, I enjoyed your interview with Tim McAuliffe. And, you know, he, he brought up, for nobody who knows what that is, Tim and Sid, uh, Tim, uh, but he was saying, right, the 162 games mean something if you're going to make the playoffs, right? So by having a shortened uh, playoff window where there's only a few teams getting in, those teams have battled that far to get to this point where now there's only a few teams that are actually being in there, right? Yeah. Compared to the NHL, right, or the whatever. NFL. I mean, okay. what? I'm just going to say. No, but whatever. So first of all, if 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 you still have four teams on each division making it, you still have three or four teams not making it. You're still battling and making something. You're still make getting the right to play in the playoffs. I I, I think that's just a number. The only thing I'll say is, I enjoy the fact that every different league does it a little bit differently, and so there's a little bit of, you know, not every league does it the exact same, right? So, I hate, I hate baseball. For the fact that, you know, how many years was Toronto going against Boston and New York and couldn't ever get past them because their payroll was out, outrageous, just, right? But they were they were right in the hunt all the way right till the very end and couldn't quite squeeze in, right? And so to have a bit of a playoff, that's where, you know, back in those days, I would have loved to have seen it, right? I, I will say this. I think you can have too few, like baseball used to have. I also think you can have too many. And what the NHL, if they go to 24 teams, is I think they have too many. You might as well hand out a participation trophy to every fucking team. Oh, fuck team. off with the participation trophy. You, you have to earn your through. way into the playoffs. You're talking you about go more than 50. Are we you're talking, talking about playoffs? You're talking about more than 50% of the teams making the playoffs, which means the regular you, season doesn't matter. Listen, you got a league where the difference between success and and failure is like this thin little line nobody can see. The 16th team has, well, not the 16th team, the 8th place team has won the cup like twice in the last 10 years. What the fuck are we talking about? Sure. And they have to earn their way in. You're going to have to earn your way in if you're the 24 24 out of 32. You're talking about three quarters of the team making the playoffs. You still got to battle through all the games. I'm not saying all the teams got to play all this. Why can't you have a similar thing that happened this time? Weren't you happy the first game? The Oilers in, they're playing. I mean, it would have been nice. You know what? The Oilers would have been in the playoffs because they earned their way in this year. Hey, I tell you what. They got to beat the Chicago Blackhawks. They were dog shit. Oh. Yeah, and they lost. And the Chicago Blackhawks walked in I don't care. I don't care for for 24 of the 32 teams. It's three quarters of the teams. I agree with Dust. It's too many. So So put it at 20, Dust. Put a little wild Why? card in 16 there. is half the teams. I, I do I do find the wild card night exciting. See, I, I'd actually like to go to 20 and then have like a one-game take on One game get winner gets, gets in. And the bottom four, so you're, you're seven, eight, play the nine, ten, winners hop in, and away you go. How does just that, talking about 24. How, like... How about, how about this? Wouldn't this be interesting? If uh, So what do you want, Sean? 24 or 20? 
I want more teams in. I don't like. Why don't we the, just do all 32? Though? Listen, in baseball. Why don't we just do all 32? In, in baseball, Why stop there? There's only 31 hey, we, right now, Dust. In baseball, it wouldn't work. Because in baseball, you got, with no salary or limited salary cap, whatever the hell they're calling it. Uh, luxury you, tax. Thank you. You got teams that are just way better and way worse. It's But in the NHL. I'd love to see Detroit it's all up to have a playing game. They're, you're like, what are you talking about? What They're I'm saying is, teams. why do you stop at I'm 20? Not, why do you stop at 24? Why don't you go all 32? Oh, maybe we should go to eight then and just have the top four. Like I said, side. half the teams eight. is about right. That's the way it's been. It works pretty Who invited well. did this guy? You know? <laughs> pretty sure you did. <laughs> going to silence his mic here pretty quick. <laughs> I know. I, I'm with you, Sean. I, I like 20. I understand where dust is coming from. You don't want... You know, too many, but I think it'd be exciting, and so I think it, I think, it does I reward think, the top teams because they don't got to play in that one game. I think it would be exciting. Why even have a regular season? Just have playoffs. Uh, Every team make it. No, no, no. Have I mean, a your regular season. Game you're going, off, so, you're going off the deep end. You're trying to stir it, and you're stirring pretty hard right now. I'm saying knock off 10, 15 regular season games. Go down to like a 60, 65 regular season. And now, and now you end a little earlier. Now you add in a couple playoff rounds. Doesn't matter if Edmonton's not going to get past first round. We're in the playoffs. You kidding me? The place is going to go nuts. It's a wild card game, man. The place is going to go ape shit. And then you got viewership. It sells to the NHL. It sells to across the world because it's a one game winner. Tell you what, you don't get everybody fans in the stands, and it's not going to matter. So how much? How much did you tune in when number twenty four was playing number whatever this year, and it started at ten in the morning? Everybody says in our area. Everybody says their favorite games were the 10 in the mornings. It was like, man, I was sitting at work, flicked on the screen, or I was Pretty Saturday sure afternoon. Pretty COVID on, you're not going to have a 10 o'clock in the morning Tuesday game. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the wild card weekend. Maybe you have a wild card weekend, and away we go. Hey, if you want to do it in the wild card, you got the same amount of games as your regular 16 first round, I, and you could do it that way anyhow. I think what you're trying to say is there's so many teams that are so close in points that having that play in is not going to affect that much because there's so many teams that are so close to making it. So to, you know, compromise on both of your sides, if there is, if there is a, a differential of more Fuck greater than five points or 10 points, I don't know what, what the number is. There's no play. There's no play in, but if oh, you can't. there's oh, so you many, can't you're getting too far now. Harley wants a new nickname. Oh, hey. We're going to start calling the mediator. <laughs> You take the percentage of the points of the eighth place team compared to the points. Hey, it could of the be exciting, Dust. It could. It could be exciting, Dust. Five percentage points, maybe. Could be exciting. You don't have the plan. Could be here. exciting, Dust. <laughs> How Who's the engineer here? Anyhow, aren't I the numbers guy? Anyhow, carry on. I don't know. Some days we wonder, Dust. Well, sometimes well, I wonder. Go fifty-fifty. Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're talking numbers, Dust. Fifty-fifty. Let's go to the. Go to the NHL offseason. Can we go to the NHL offseason? Can we get dust off this? All sure. thirty-two teams make it. After my life, uh, who who are the winners and losers? Who who do you think in the offseason uh, maybe had a best signing, worst signing? Uh, I love the trade that uh, Columbus got Max Domi for Josh, Josh Anderson. Anderson. I mean, Anderson hardly was even playing for Columbus. They're making the playoffs, and now they've just added a guy they pro- legitimately could be a. How did Josh guy. Anderson get that contract? Like, that no is idea. way too much money for way too long for what Josh Anderson is. You know, I liked a lot of what Montreal did, but I really don't understand that contract. That boggles my mind. I know. It, I, know. Like, I saw it came across the ticker, and I'm like, what 
the... You know what's the funny thing about Montreal is you look at that team and you go, you know, yeah, everybody's talking, oh, yeah, they've improved. They're going to be this tough mm-hmm. team, right? They're like a year removed from being, oh, God, look at that lineup with that much money. And yeah. you know, Gallagher injured half the time and Carey Price injured and Shea Weber's 40. Just to poke my, my right in here. And Josh Anderson's still a 10-goal guy. Josh Anderson 30, 30 signed games. a massive seven-year $38.5 million contract. Like That's why seven-year? 5.5. Every year, per season. How That's do you sign that guy to seven years? It boggles no my mind. Yeah, seven In years fact, years. with COVID going on, I don't know how you sign anyone long-term. I don't know how they signed uh, Markstrom and Calgary for that long. No, I, I understand. It's just that with the goaltending. And he's a, he's a decent goaltender. You think don't you're going to have wrong. him, yeah. The same but, with Leonard, right? But I just and, don't see him signing for that long. Hey, and just to give the, the audience a bit more understanding of why everyone's so hard on Josh Anderson, because... If you just think of the guy, he's the big forward, up and coming power forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, he played 82 games, played every single game, had 27 goals, 20 assists for 47 points. Not last, bad. Last year in 2019-20, he played 26 games with a goal, three assists for four points. And before the 47 point game, uh, year? he played 63 games, 19 goals. 11 assists. And the year before, he had 17 goals. So how do you give him that long of a contract? It's a lot of money for money? a guy that's a, you know, they probably a 20, 25 goals guy right? that stays healthy. Maybe he has, a, like, an ego problem and uh, a coach in Columbus, you know, just beat him up. Tortorella. Or something. Wouldn't be the first time Tortorella's done that. Yeah, true. Pick a, and Tor- and Tortorella does some good things to some players, but I think with the certain type of guys, they can't handle his style of, you know, in your face, kind of. Okay, so coaching. I got a question about because we're talking sure. about Bergevon, who's the GM for Montreal, right? Yeah. You know, everybody beat him up when he picked up Shea Weber. Sure. Right, because of the the amount of years versus yes. the term, right, yes. versus PK. And, yeah. Anybody, I was one of them. Anybody beating him up for that trade anymore? No. no. It actually turned out no, all right. because we'll no? look at where PK's gone. Yeah. And that's no, no. I mean, I. And, and I don't blame him for the Druan versus Sergachev. I mean, he gave up a great piece in Sergachev, but I know what he was trying to do. I mean, yeah. Druan was a third overall pick who's a native of Quebec, right? So I, I, I understand that one. Yeah. He just goes and signs his heart and soul Gallagher. You know, he's got the best goalie, well, one of the top five goalies still but in the you league. But Gall- you didn't. Gallagher you, like, was after Anderson, though, too, right? Yeah, he was. The, the thing I don't get is with Anderson, the year he's coming off of, there's no way. You should his camp should be able to demand that much term and that much money. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it. I don't, I, I agree with you. You should be able to get him for cheaper. Actually, than one that. of the best signs I thought was the Oilers getting Barry for three and what was yes. it three point seven five or something three and a half yeah. for the year. I actually yeah. really uh, like what the Oilers did outside of Smith. Yeah, and and my argument for Smith is I think the Oilers were looking at some other goalies. They just happened to sign everywhere else. I, I think that they Calgary thought. outbid him for Markstrom. Yes. So you're just saying you didn't like that contract. No, no, it was far too and long. And so Edmonton was bidding in on Markstrom and didn't yeah. go there. So Holland made a good move there in Well, because if they had gotten Markstrom, we'd all be talking like we are both the Canadians and Anderson. You ready to give, yeah, no, no, you ready no. to give Markstrom what uh, the Flames gave him? From, from what I was under the understanding is Edmonton thought that they had Markstrom. And so that was the only goalie that they were going after. And so that's by the time that they realized they were out, a lot of them other goalies were already gone, or they didn't really and, want and, them. And goalies, I agree right? with you. I agree with you, hundred percent, Harles. I guess the other thing I want to point out, though, you know, was Talbot a big upgrade over Mike Smith? We've had Talbot. 
Is okay. he that big of an upgrade? No, no, no. Here's the thing. Is Thomas Grease? Is they if talk you about look Grease at the stats and... for Mike Smith last year, and you look at the top 62 goalies or whatever it is, for last year, he was one of the bottom out of all the starters and backups. And he turns 39 this year. There's no way there's any upside to him left. And there's no way you should re-sign that guy. And when you go, well, who should we have signed? I don't care. No, 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 that's a legitimate question. You can't say finish. I don't care. Let me finish because oh, I'm not on. done. I would sign the I top. I don't care goal. if you're not done. I don't got to let you finish. But anyways. Uh, let me finish. Mike Smith should not be coming back. You can sign the top goal, goalie out of the KHL. You can sign the top goalie out of the Swedish Elite League. You sign someone I love a Mike guy. Smith. So, I love a guy so, making decisions for your team who doesn't know who he's going to sign, but he's not going to sign that guy. There's no way Mike Smith should be on your radar. How did, how did, the, how did the others do last year? Just asking. Was it Mike Smith that got him there? Well, you forget you've got two of the top players in the he game. The goaltender didn't help. I'll I tell you what. He, how about this? How about this? Hey, you want to sign the top goalie of the KHL? And he just buries the sure. Okay. Koskinen's better than Mike Smith, and Koskinen wasn't even the top goalie in the KHL. He was one of the top goalies. He was sure. number two. So you want to bring over a KHL goalie? Sure. How long ago did uh, Koskinen come over? Yeah, Koskinen was not bad right from the get-go, quite honestly. And how many games did he play? Not very many. So now you're talking about... number one goalie in Koskinen right now. Okay, so you got a number So now Mike Smith's your backup. You know what you're getting with him. You know he's good Good with yeah, the guys. He brings good. some professional... What? He's a backup goalie. You signed he's a not backup... not good. You signed a backup goalie dust. Jimmy Howard didn't win a game last year. Did you know that? Well, I didn't say sign Jimmy Howard because he's not any good either. What I'm saying yeah, is... Yeah, but, 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 but bring some names to the table. No, no, what I'm Who saying are you gonna is... Sign? If you're going, your scouting staff should be looking at different places and you need to find a younger guy for a year because Mike Smith is done. I'll tell you what. He's here's here's, here's what I'm going to... He's not going to help your team. Why. He's only okay. going to make your team Okay, lose. you've had uh, your point. Go ahead. Thank you. So the reason I don't get upset about Mike Smith is because A, the term, the value for him, it's not like if... The way I look at things is somewhere down the road here, they're probably going to wind up trading and getting a goalie. And now Mike Smith is a third-string goalie. You can sit him in the stands, and really, what have you really given up? Uh, you know, a couple million for a guy that... And Why did they sign him to $2 million? Was there anybody else bidding on him? I'll, I'll agree with that. He retires thought, if you don't sign him. I, I think they, they may be overpaid for Mike Smith, which is weird to say because it's like you probably could have got him for a million bucks. I don't know. Like, who's taking him? But I don't know the in, inside conversation. What I will agree with Jay on is who – like, so you had Markstrom. Did you want him by six by six? Did you really want no, Markstrom I, six I by six? I already told you I don't. Okay. So then you go down the list and you go, okay, so who did you get next? Braden the Holby? problem is – the, it was already gone by the Robin time. Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard. The problem, already gone. Okay, this is the problem. I would have liked Marc-Andre Fleury. I've made here's my a, point on the, that a hundred times now. Right. That a nice trade for Marc-Andre Fleury would have fit. And then what happens? Robin Leonard's hurt. Now Marc-Andre Fleury's a starting goalie. The problem you have on. is this. Is if you have a player who's at the bottom of the league, meaning that he is actually hurting your team, and he's old and he's not going to improve, you have to go out and do find you, someone else. And do I don't you care think if it's the top goalie of the KHL or a goalie of the KHL or a goalie of the Swedish Elite League or the top goalie of the AHL. You find a guy. What, what's the benefits of, of signing Mike Smith? Do you know what Dust? There is none. Yeah, there is. What? He's good in the room? Uh, one, you only sign him for one year. Sure. So you didn't limit yourself. Two, you're arguing to your death over a backup goalie. 
Three. He's going to play 30 games. No, he's not because it's going to be a shortened season. So The so problem you've got th- is your talking, head coach listen, loves him. Listen, he's not going to be your starter. He's going to be your backup. They're talking about a 48-game season. They're talking about him starting between 12 and 15 games. So you're losing your mind over something where Ken Holland went, hey, you know what? The top guys went. I didn't get them. The bottom guys are there. I know what I'm getting in, Mike. He's not going to hurt my dress room. He's professional, and it's only a one-year deal, and next year we can move on, and we can see how the year Koskinen has. It's 12 games, Dust. It's 12 games. Sometimes you make more mistakes by trying to push. To go get the top guy from the KHL, guess what? you got to sign him to two or three or four years. What's going to happen in a year? Well, in a year, you're going to have more options again. you got to well. find something else. Just to, just go out there and say, well, we got Thomas Grease because he's better than Smith. Well, they talked about Grease playing under Trotz with the island. Trotz has a very good reputation for having the top goaltending coaches, and so his goaltenders always play better under him. And if you notice, when Trotz left Washington, Braden Holpe struggled. And they were talking about that. So, so you know, I, I agreed with you guys where I would love for them to have, have picked up somebody. I, I agree with Sean Fleury would have been awesome because he would have had a burr under his saddle. A burr under his saddle. Right. And he's a fun-loving guy that everybody loves having around. And that's what the team needs. They need a little lighthearted. Right. I and agree. Even at his age, he's a stud. Yeah. Right? Like a guy comes in, he can win you some hockey games. Right. Got to fit. He it just plays for Vegas, same division, and everybody keeps telling me they wouldn't trade him, and it's like – my, my thought, go ahead, finish it. Well, no, so so I'm going to go to the next step because here's another guy you love. So they just signed Chris Russell for an extra year. Yeah, that one. <laughs> right? You know what? I don't actually mind that. But do you know why they signed Chris yeah, Russell? I know why so they, they can him. open him up to the expansion draft. Right, because right? they have to leave somebody yes. open up with so many games played. And yeah. they paid him about what he's worth. Right. So I actually don't have a problem with the deal. I had a si- problem when they signed him four for four because that was too much money for him. Right, but they only but got a year left. This deal is fine. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I think Ken Holland, what I like about Ken Holland is if he made, so he made some mistakes last year, right? Uh, Granlin didn't work out. No check didn't work out, right? They didn't work out. But you know what? He didn't sign him to Josh Anderson seven years. No, absolutely. He didn't sign him. The, so if the worst mistake he made this year is bringing back Mike Smith, who goes 2-10 and ten in the 12 games, that's the worst and mistake they he made. And they the playoffs because they're not. But I'll be honest. I mean, with a shortened season like that, my guess is, is if he starts off struggling like that, you're going to just see Koskin and run with it. The other, the other thing, too, is it's not like uh, the rest of Edmonton is stagnant, right? They brought in tourists. They've, they brought oh, in some of these well, other well, guys. Let's, I, let's think, I think very, the Oilers very, have Before we better. move on to everyone else, because I like, whatever, I like everything else Holland they did. did a fantastic job. They did. Job. Let me finish on Mike Smith. I got one more comment on this. Is if a guy, you, you know, you talk about, you know, you know him, he's in the dressing room, whatever. If a guy isn't helping your team anymore... <laughs> And he's not. He's 39 this year, and he was not good last year. If that is the case, let me finish, Harley. If that is the case, you might as well go look for another guy who can go in that role, if, even if he's a complete unknown, because the complete unknown guy could turn out to be the guy next year. Whereas next year, you know Mike Smith is not in the picture, which means you're going to have to go find a guy anyhow. Yeah. You might as well take a lottery pick from somewhere and bring him in and see if it works out. Because he's not going to be any can, worse than Mike can Smith. I ju- can I just say this? Everybody's ragging on Mike Smith pretty hard. He started in the playoffs for us this year. Because that was a problem because he's not good enough. What are you talking about? I remember thinking, Mike Smith should probably smart. Like, uh, probably start. Like he, he looked pretty good. And then he dropped the ball in the first game, and you went, well. That's another reason why I don't like maybe. him is because the head coach still has oh. thoughts of him from back in Phoenix days no. when he was at the top no. of this game. I'm just telling you, what that had nothing. 
Like, what are you talking about? What I'm saying is Tippett no, remembers no. him from his best days. And so, sure, sure. So he has a higher so he has opinion a, he has of a, him. He has a very good relationship with him. He has a I'll higher opinion that. of him than but he I'm actually is at But I'm saying as a moment. fan watching the games, I don't got a prior relationship to Arizona. I watched him and went, he should probably start. He did start. And then he dropped the ball and you went, eh, he probably shouldn't have started. Right? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But you know what? The Oilers won game two. Yeah, that's right. It was a, it was a 1-1 series. It had nothing to do with Mike Smith after that. That's, no, right. that's true. No, I'm just saying he's not helping the team anymore, and he's 39. You might as well go take a lottery ticket on someone else who has a shot because you never know when you're going to find the next Dominic Hasek laying around. If this is the worst thing that's happened to the Oilers this year, we're okay. okay. Can, we, can we move on that because I do like the rest of the Oilers signings? Well, <laughs> Tyson Berry was a brilliant signing, right? Yep. Nice. You want to talk short? I heard, I heard. Uh, I want to say John Shannon. I'll, I'll give John Shannon a plug. I think it was John Shannon say... The nice thing you're seeing out of Holland was he signs Barry to one year, and instead of bringing him in for like six years, where now you're locked in and you don't know the guy, you don't know whether he's Mike Smith in the dressing room or not, right? Going to be a great guy. Hey, don't knock the dressing room. That's all I got left in my career. <laughs> that is the you, truth. You got Tyson Barry, he's got something to prove. It's a short contract. I mean, if it had been $8 million, we all would have said it's only one year. Like, who cares? So the money, you know, is a small amount, in my opinion for what they're doing. But at the end of the day, you get you get to tra- test drive the car. You get to bring him in. Here's a guy who can run your power play unit, number one. Play with McDavid, Drysdale. What if they just absolutely light the lamp and, they, and he looks And then you can afford him next year? Well, maybe. Or maybe <laughs> at the trade deadline you trade him. No, no. I, I mean... I, I like the deal. I really do. I, th- I think they do like the lamp. I think Barry's going to be better on that power play in Clefbaum. Oh, 100%. And they're, they're all talking that, you know, because it was the number one power play in the league, it can't be any better and it's going to go down. But I don't think – I actually don't think it will. I think it'll – I know it should go down. I know all the reasons it should go down. But they're bringing everybody back, and they're replacing Clefbaum with Barry. That, that be... wasn't even Holland's best best move in this offseason. Pooley-Arvey was by far. He did not trade him for nothing. And Pooley-Arvey could still turn out to be nothing. He could still trade him for not a lot. But Pooley-Arvey still has the biggest upside of anyone they sign. He's young. He signed him for essentially nothing for a couple years. And if he doesn't work out and they have to trade him or send him down, no big deal. But if he does turn around and end up scoring 40 or 50 points, that's absolute massive. So so if Pooley-Arvey comes out and then the first, we're talking 48-game season, so in the first 24 games he's got 15 points. Yeah. Do you trade him? Wow. I don't think so. No. Why would you? I don't know. I'm just asking. Do you trade him? The thing all is, the, is if he's got 20 guy. points all in the, the first 24 games, do you the trade him? The value will be there. That's what I'm saying. All will depends the, on the what you're getting back. That, but that's what I mean. I'm not saying trade him for nothing. But if all of a sudden he's uh, got 10 goals in the first 30 games, you know, whatever it is, right? He's on pace for 25, 30 goals. I tell you what, if he meshes at all, like I'm guessing he starts on the third line, but if he meshes at all with McDavid or Drysell, you're not trading the guy because he's, he's I don't cheap. I don't, you the pull, you pull a Drew in kind of deal right where he That's tried to I do think. the same thing and then drew came back started playing really good and, and everybody then thought had... oh he's here for long term and all at the door he went and yeah. you went oh you don't do that in tampa yeah right that's that's what i think I think if they can get him going and they get him on a pace of a 25 30 goal pace and they can flop him for uh okay sure if, if you can get decent value of it sure but i don't know well if it's will, been but... the knock on the oilers forever they never they always sell when they're in the Low. bottom, right? Yeah. Well, I, I tell you what. No they matter, no even options. if they did that, it was still the best deal that Hall made all 100%, summer. Yeah. 100%. Because yeah. he brought yeah. in a guy that yeah, yeah. would have just walked. Turris was a nice deal. Turris was a nice deal. Yes. Yeah. The one guy I wish they signed. Taylor Hall? 
No. <laughs> no, actually, wasn't actually, Stanton I Hall. think that was probably the best deal uh, throughout wait, wait, the entire wait, let thing. Let me finish the this year first. The one guy I was hoping they signed was Miko Koivu because I thought he would be a good fit for dressing room, uh, veteran, two-way player, hardworking. You know, he's were, old, but I thought he'd be a nice skating. fit. No, I know. I just thought he'd be a, the guy a I'd good like, fit. The guy I wanted them to sign was Cody Eakin. Nah, a little, see, little more sandpaper. Him. You know, he's in Vegas to the to the run Stanley Cup final run there. I just I'm just you a big Miko Miko Koivu, Miko fan. Koivu ain't far off uh, old Mike Smith rage yeah, there. Yeah, Miko Koivu brings <laughs> guy more. Guy who just Smith. about fell over the table. He's 37. Yeah, I know, and he had a better year all last I, year. All I heard about Miko Mike Koivu Smith, was, he's 39. He's 39. He dog shit. No, no, no. But he was awful <laughs> last year, Sean. Miko Koivu was all right last year. Was Miko Koivu all right already. last year? Four, four goals, 17 assists, 21 points. He was lights out. Hey? <laughs> what did the Oilers' third and fourth line centers put up? <laughs> and remember, Miko Koivu at least has a defensive bone in his body, too. <laughs> oh, let's add another Riley Sheehan to the mix. Maybe he can score five. Yeah, Miko Koivu is Riley Sheehan. So I, I think Taylor Hall was the best signing out of out of it all. Only because you take one of the worst teams in the league and by adding Taylor Hall, they might be a middle-of-the-pack type team. Well, actually, you look at their uh, top six now because they added Eric Stahl. So right. now they got they got Stahl and Eichel down the middle. They added Taylor Hall. They re-signed Sam Reinhart. They've got Jeff Skinner there. Like, they're starting to put together something where you go, hmm. Yep. And then you got Cody Eakin, right? Now he's, you know, little sandpaper in the third line. <laughs> and my guess is he's going to score four goals this year. Maybe me and Dust should put something on that. <laughs> Cody Eakin? Yeah, I think Cody scores four. He matches Miko. <laughs> Taylor Hall will do well in Buffalo. I agree. I think Taylor Hall's. if he doesn't get injured, I think Taylor Hall could have a, one of his best years because he's only on a one-year deal so he's got lots to prove and Eichel is tired of losing and they are going to run the table according to Graham Murray though Buffalo has got to be one of the worst shit cities out of the entire league like he said there is nothing going on in Buffalo okay well uh, shout out to Brian Zawawa because I went there for his wedding Buffalo was the first city that I went oh like Industry has just left. They just got. Uh, it's a city where you drive through, or you, uh, you go on the boat on the outside, and you're cruising the waterfront, and it is like big, giant warehouses. They're all bad. Like it's. it's what Lloyd Mister is gonna look like in five kinda, years now? It's Nova Kind of almost. Uh, isn't it there already? It isn't kinda, there. It can always get worse. Dust. Mm, Don't go down that. Kind of, kind of like Detroit. Detroit's very much the same way, right? They had 65 sky rises, I think, that were all abandoned back in the 70s or something like that, and they're all still standing, right? Like, it can get worse. It can always get worse. I think the 90s. 90s? Can we well, Wait, we bring up Synovus. You think – do you want to talk about that or not? Sure, fire away. Well, long term, is that a bad thing then? Well, uh, you know, I guess long term we're just going to find out, right? I don't know if anybody knows. Everybody has fear change. People fear change. Let everybody know what happened. Well, Synovus bought out Husky. Uh, they're, they're saying quarter one that uh, Synovus takes. It's done. Yeah, it's done. 
right? So we're a couple. What, I think three we're in for another round of layoffs. That's sure. my guess. For, for sure, sure we are. For sure we are. That's what hurts. And and what everybody's worried about is if Synovus runs it more out of Calgary, then you got less people working in Lloyd, right? And you get a subtraction there too. Which, and it's not going to be the low end of the totem pole, right? It's going to be the top paying. Those jobs are not here anymore, right? Those upper echelon jobs that pay well. And so those people, that money is now leaving the city. What's the old saying? In tough times, you want to be closest to the wellhead? Yep. Mm. Or, true. or a chemical rep. <laughs> Shout out to Baker. How about the rest of the NHL? Uh, I I think of maybe the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know. I, I still don't Signing like what they did with Petrion. We're gonna we're gonna find out here in the next six months, or you know what I mean. Like, you know, you love P- P- Petrangelo. So did St. Louis take Krug over him be- just because of money? Like, Quite honestly, I didn't like, like a million it. and a half a year was that because it's not like they only signed Krug for two years; they signed him for seven. So, so what was it that was it just the million and a half bucks that they that they got rid of their captain and been with the team for twelve years and won a cup with them, and that's it? It seemed that that just seems strange to me. So, what am I missing? Is it Petra, a million and a half? Bucks? The, the funny thing about Krug too is that he's not going to fill the same role as Peter An- Petrangelo. No. Because Petrangelo thought he was an offensive guy, and Petrangelo is kind mm-hmm. of a two-way, two-way guy. Yeah, from two-way from guy. the story I read, Petrangelo uh, had full intentions of going back to St. Louis. There was no talks, uh, but he s- said I was fully planning on well, re-engaging, right? And then there. and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he finds well, out about Krug. Once again, well, l- here's the numbers, okay? So Tory Krug signs a seven-year deal worth $45.5 million with St. Louis Blues. That's $6.5 million per year. Petrangelo signs a seven-year deal with the Vegas Golden Knights worth um, $61.6 million at 8.8. Uh, you're you're saving yourself 2.3 2.3 and in the cap world 2.3 is an awful lot isn't see, it see the thing i don't get about vegas is this is how they became successful was not doing that was exactly not doing and that and they had the, they they still what got they the did team. was was they found guys where they could find value not long term not for too big of contracts and that's how they became successful almost a money ball style money ball style absolutely where they look for upside and on this deal well and they play and they played off of uh teams and got you know oh, yeah. they, they worked teams they got what they got they were in the drive i felt like they were in the driver's yeah. seat the entire time and then they start making deals like this and you go now you're now you're playing in everybody's game absolutely because at 8.8 that's a contract. That well, and they got uh, Stone there. What's he at? Nine and a half? They can all of a sudden they're starting, you know, and you got well, Patch ready there. Right. What's Patch ready at seven? Yeah. Well, and what, what kind of a message yeah. are you sending to your dressing room in St. Louis, right? Like now you're bringing in, you know, a young guy, but you're paying him well, but he's not going to be the same guy that Patrick Angelo was. Yeah, right? Mark, Mark Stone is at $9.5 million. Seven years left. Pacioretty is at seven million. Three years left. Um, and then, of course, the yeah. big one, Petrolangelo, eight point eight. And then uh, uh, and, the, the, and your goalie tandem. And your goalie tandem now at twelve million with Mark Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard for five mil. So now you're hamstring. Well, I think so. 
that's why that's why when we go back to who the Oilers should get for a goaltender, my argument was and still is Mark Andre Fleury. That's seven million bucks. They need to get off. You only got two years left, but it's in division now. If there's a Canadian division, all of a sudden it's not in division anymore, and all of a sudden I like. I like Mark Andre Fleury. I feel like it's just a nice little fit for the Oilers, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah, you're wrong. I'm wrong, eh? <laughs> I don't know. My, I, although my daughter would love it, and actually, she might become an Oilers fan if he ever played for the Oilers because he's the flower. I, don't know. So I tend to, I tend to go with Sean on that one. I, I thought Fleury would be a great fit there. You know what? If they had half a salary, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. You're not eating seven million. No, well, no, they no, no, it. no, 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 but but they were yeah, going to eat fifty yeah. percent, three point five yeah. million for two yeah, years. They were going to throw in a third round pick or a second round pick. I would have taken that too. I would have taken sure. that deal with no picks, and all I do is they just give them to me. Just give them to me, and you give me whoever you want. You know, take think, Mike Smith. Thinking about St. Louis and Straight sure, and the I tell you what, right, right now, right now, <laughs> Dust. If that's what the deal was, here's Mike Smith. We'll take Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, sure. Thinking about St. Louis and easy deal. When they won the cup, what won them the cup that year? To me, it was their size, right? They ground on teams, they were right? They they were they were a big team, and they were heavy, and they were hard, right? You know, um, you look at the top three lines when they won the cup. Tory Krug, Tory Krug is not that. He is not that. Yeah, but they don't need to have. When the Pittsburgh Penguins won the cup, they didn't even have a defenseman. That's right. <laughs> They were. Everybody they said the Justin game was going to change. <laughs> Everything. Everybody was going to have to like, change. Name their defense score when they won it all. Like uh, was well, Justin Schultz. Yeah, I think Latang was hurt that Le- year. Latang, I think, was hurt. They had Oli Matta. I think Oli Matta was Dumoulin. there. Yeah, Dumoulin. Yeah, Like their D four. Uh, maybe score was, was, there, was there maybe a guy like Ben Lovejoy or something? Yeah, ben possibly. Lovejoy, man. How many? How many of those teams though are going to win with a defense core like that? Not many. Well, there is the not Pittsburgh many. Penguins. Hey. Oh, I'm just saying. Talking I'm about just saying. You, you, you go to St. Louis and you say that they won by being this. Well, I don't know. Pittsburgh won it one way. Tampa won it this year a different way. I tell you what. Most teams have deep. They don't have one guy. They don't have one line. They got a number of lines that can play. Why did Pittsburgh win? And a good goaltender. Three of the top players in the league playing on three different. I'll agree lines. with Dustin here. Tell Mike Smith probably isn't the goalie lead you to the Stanley Cup. I'll give you. I, that. I, I just still go to though. During the season. I foresee Edmonton trading to get a goalie. I still do. Mark Andre Fleury. Are we still talking about the backup goalie for the Edmonton Oilers? Oh, yeah. You How know what? You know what I don't understand about Vegas and Nate Schmidt is I go, Peter Angelo. Sure, he, I think he's probably better than Nate Schmidt. But Nate Schmidt was on a much lower contract and a much shorter contract. And and you talk. You go back to Jay's argument about Mike Smith being in the dressing room. Nate, Nate Schmidt, Schmidt have been, been there in the dressing room. three years. Yeah. And you've been that close. Mm-hmm. Why the hell would you change that? I don't know. Why the hell would you mess with Why that? Why would you put more money out for a guy that's a little bit better? I just like, and that much longer contract. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, that's me. that's a tough one for me. Because yeah. as soon as I saw Nate Schmidt going well, to Vancouver, and, and everybody says they won't deal in uh, in conference, I'm going, well, they should pick that Yeah, up. but but it's it's not only that. They, not only did they get rid of Nate Schmidt, but they also got rid of Paul Stastny, too. Yeah. Right, because they had to free up the cash. So yeah. then they lost one of their main centermen, too, second one center. So you lost two guys for. P- so it'd be like trading Peter Angelo for Paul Stastny and Nate Schmidt, right? Yeah. How about Jumbo Joe? Let's let's 
the old really ange- like the, ageless wonder. I like D- that signing. Dust doesn't like too many old signings, but he likes Jumbo Joe. So let's. let's I tell you what, for one year for league men, for a guy that can play on your power play and. He might not get four goals, but he'll get a few assists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was never a goal scorer, Jay. So. No, he wasn't. A, l- a little side note to all of this is pretty impressed with him for going to Switzerland, who apparently he has his uh, his own passport for Switzerland, so it's actually not counted as an import. An import. No. Um, but he's going over and playing for free in Switzerland until the NHL starts. He just likes uh, for, that's a tip of the cap minimum, guy. He put up 24 points last year. That's what he did. Oh, no, no. No, that's a lie. 31 points. Seven goals, 24 assists, 31 points. how many points. games? 70. Yeah. He's, he's, he's now a fourth-line, second-power play guy. But the, in a pinch could go to – but, like, with the, Toronto, the only thing – And he was, the only he was thing born, is, born in 79, Dust. Yeah, he's old. You could be still playing in the show, Dust. Yeah, well, my bum knee. <clears throat> I always used to say, as long as Yager's there, I still had a shot. As soon as he retired, I was screwed. The only thing with I love about bringing him in is some more veteran leadership, right? You've got a guy that is going to help with some of your younger guys, right? Especially making league yeah, minimum. They, but they had Patrick Marlowe. I actually like Jumbo Joe, but more than Patrick Marlowe, but... He, realized he, he might not have been as vocal, though. Marlowe might not have been as vocal. I don't know. Do you realize yeah. that, that Patrick Marlowe, if he stays healthy this season, will pass Gordy Howe pa- for yeah. all times games played? All times games played. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm pretty sure San Jose signed him. Throw him on the fourth line, plays every game until he gets San Jose's not going to be good again, are they? Uh, no. No. no they like rode what, that horse no. far too Where they got yeah. Couture, Vander Kane, LeBanc. Burns, Burns, Carlson. I mean, if, if Burns and Carlson ever figured it out on the back end, they actually could be decent because they got Vlasic too. Like, their back end's actually pretty solid. I don't know who their backup goalie is, though. Probably could have used Mike Smith. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, just got Dubnik. Mm. Like, they got Dubnik. And they got Martin Jones still, don't That's, they? Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Isn't it Martin right? Jones, right? Martin yeah. Jones. Yeah, and yeah they got yeah, actually a 1 right. and a 1 and B or whatever, eh? 1A, 1B. Yeah. They're actually set to go. Dark horse to make the playoffs, especially if there's 24 teams to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's talk, let's switch to MLB for a sec here. Uh, I can't remember. Have we talked about uh, Dodgers um, nope. T-Bay last night? No. How, how much fun was that? That was unbelievable. Like, of all the sports... During this COVID, where no fans or limited fans or whatever is going on, is baseball not been? I I can't speak for the player atmosphere how that feels, but has baseball not been the best to watch? I think, but a it's in October like it's supposed to be, so it feels natural. It feels natural, and they do have some fans in the stands, right? Because they're in Texas, so there's I don't know what what's in there twenty thousand people or something, yeah. fifteen thousand people, and even that amount of people like it looks. It's, you still got more than what Miami would normally have, right, for a Marlins game. <laughs> So, I mean, <laughs> four <it's>, times over. <laughs> so, I like you still can hear the crowd, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, for, for me, it's been the best. Baseball playoffs, though, just comes with its own pedigree, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not a big baseball guy for regular season, but as soon as the playoffs start, like, 
It might be one of the best, right? Like one pitch and things can change in a real hurry. And that was a perfect example last night, right? Uh, two um, LA's up two to nothing. Guy comes up to the plate that is two for 15. His two hits have been home runs and ends up hitting a three run shot, right? For, goes three for 16. Like, the game was 4-2. Un- unsung just, just, unsung just, hero, just for all the fans right, out like, there, the game was 4-2, and he had a three-run bomb. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, you know, the the Azarero's uh, Arena or yep. whatever his name is, right? A guy that got bought out at the start of this year. The Rays picked him up. He's making ninety grand this year and just set the franchise record for the most home runs in the postseason. You as know, a rookie. Like, as a rookie. And was right? I not? Just, did I not hear he's he's from Cuba? Yeah, Cuba. Yeah. But played up through Mexico. Yeah. And then the minors, right? Yeah. Think about this. Yeah, I'd love to sit down with that guy. That guy's kind of reminds story. me of Sean Newman's career. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the sitting in the World Series and all the home runs. Yeah. But sure. just the back and forth throughout that entire <laughs> game, right? And then, L. Uh, L.A. gets up by a run, and you're like, there's no way, you know, the final inning, and then the schmoz that happens. And two outs. Two and, outs, And professional right? guys, like, and you still have a bobble, and you still have a misplay, and you still have a guy rounding third who does a barrel roll. you still have an error. Like, you still <laughs> you know, have like, the whole thing of what you you, you literally can, barrel rolled. You, you oh, can, my God. You oh, you missed the ball. You could be oh, watching a bantam game in, in town. Like, it was it was unbelievable. Well, yeah. I can't say Bantam. What is it now? You what is that? U fifteen or something? Yeah, uh, probably U fifteen. Yeah, My apologies yeah. to all you Bantam players out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least he didn't say Midget J. Eh? <laughs> or Tom Thumb, Dewey, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mr. Stansfield, Jesse Stansfield, had thrown in a question. He always talks about the uh, discusses the NHL, MLB specifically, uh, salary cap versus no salary cap. His question was, what would the NHL look like without a salary cap? You know what's amazing? In the like Major League Baseball, you look at Tampa Bay and their salary is as much of the 28 million and 28 change. Million change. The top two players off the Dodgers make almost as much as the whole Tampa Bay Rays team, and here they are 2-2 in the World Series. Yeah. What's funny in hockey is I actually think that it would kind of work out the same way if it was the same way, where you'd have – I want like lots of bottom teams would be crap. But there'd be some team in the bottom There's that always would that team. figure it out. Yep. Good drafting or whatever. Good right? drafting, great scouting, some mm-hmm. good analytics to throw in there to mix it all up. And of all course, of a sudden they Dust come out. would say analytics, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'd probably not sign Mike Smith, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be signing Mike Smith. I'd find a much better option, like the guy Azarino. What was his name? Arizarino. Arizarino. Yeah, do you think they found him like, oh, let's bring him up. He's a big name. No, they found him somewhere and said, you know what? He actually probably has You know, you'd like to hear a story because it's probably backed right into, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Ah, we'll just take that guy. No, no, that's that's Nobody had any idea. Now he's a We can sign Mike Smith or this guy. Wow, Mike Smith's not the answer. Let's take a flyer on that guy, and he ends up freaking hitting a whole bunch of ding-dongs. There you go. There we go. But I think there would be the odd – it wouldn't be the Oilers for sure because the Oilers would be garbage, I'm sure. But – There'd be the odd NHL team. But it used to work like that. I mean, Montreal, Toronto, New York Rangers. New York Rangers spent a ton. Flyers, I want to say. Detroit spent a ton. Yeah. Right? I mean, back in them days, I thought Colorado and Dallas, too. That's why they were so good in the 90s, right? Because Colorado would have – they had Sackick and Forsberg and Blake, and then they'd go pick up Bork and Patrick Waugh, and they just – Yeah. Right? And they 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 became one of them top six or eight teams. uh, Patrick Waugh – 
Oh, yeah, you're right. No, yeah, no, no, let me think about that. No, you're right. You're right. But I, I, I'm just, I, it bothers the thing, me. The, the thing about it is with baseball is the top, you know, the the highest spending money teams are usually close to the playoffs. And the well, bottom highest, teams well, are the usually not. Ba- but there's the odd time where you get a guy. Little a money ball that, with Oakland. Yeah. I tell you what, twins. the problem yeah. in baseball is that only a fraction of the teams make it. You play 162 games. You're probably smart spending the money so you have a shot and people are going to fill the stands and buy some hot dogs. Because if you dog shit all year, 162 games, who gives a crap? All right. Apologies, Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, he's one of the longest serving teams of all time. What baseball should probably do is put about 50% of the teams in the playoffs. That would be the smart thing to do. Are you saying? I'm not saying. Would be for me and Sean. There's a docu series on I'd like Netflix to reach across called the table and give old dust a swat as I like to do. Called the Playbook, <laughs> and one of the coaches in there is Jose Marino, uh, who is one of the all-time winningest coaches in soccer in Europe. And does soccer let everybody in the playoffs? Crickets. <laughs> 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 I don't know, but no, no, no. What's funny about that is there's that team. Who's the team that a couple years ago who no one gave them a chance to do anything? They had like 5,001 odds that they win the whole thing and they won the whole thing. What team was that? I'm trying to remember. Some soccer guy is going to, I'm sure, going to tell us. But yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. But they, they oh. were like this small, like beyond small market. They right. weren't even supposed to be there. And somehow they won the whole thing. Well, they were. In the, the relegation, underdog. they were yes. in the relegation, yes. made relegation to move up the league, yeah. and then ended up winning the entire title. Yeah, and no one gave and them a chance. No they one gave them. Yeah. Jose Marino went back to Portuguese because their national team was Portugal. That's the Portuguese, the language they speak. <laughs> Thanks, Dust. Anyways, so they go back. He goes back to Portugal because the team is dog shit. And what is he end up, Italian? What does he end up? <laughs> I sure like that French league. <laughs> Shoes are flying here, folks. He goes he goes back to Portugal though. Cans the entire team. The entire team. Starts fresh and he goes around to all the major junior teams and forms his team from all the different not one professional player and ends up winning uh the whatever European title over there with a bunch of junior players, essentially. And he got to the point where the team was not what they were recognized for in that country. The, that country is a work hard first attitude. And that team had too many big name players that didn't try hard. And so they were actually losing fans, losing their national identity. And he brought it right back grassroots and ended up winning the European title. So he didn't with keep Mike Smith as his tender then? Uh, just so we're all clear, 14 of 26 teams make MLS playoffs. Just That's about perfect, actually. It's a little over 50%, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe one too many. Okay. <laughs> NHL start up in January? So at some point in January, I think. I don't know about January 1st, but sometime in January. Do, do, they, do they start up if they aren't having fans? I think they ha- they're going to have to. They're going to have to. So then it will. They're going to have to. They're going to come back to, uh, I assume they have TV deals just sitting there. And if they don't op- uh, if they don't 
fulfill obligations, then they lose the money, which means they're motivated by money to fill those, right? Because, I mean, that's that's a lot of money they got sitting there. Well, and I think the players want to play, so. Well, I what are the players doing? They're sitting there scratching their balls no. going, like, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, so I think the, the players the big are thing, The big thing for players is going to be if they got to be in a bubble and away from their families because that. They've already said the players' union has already come out and said they will not do that. That is not an well, option. Well, 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 well. Like a well, fair. Well, why would they do that? I mean, they just watched NFL and yeah. MLB do their thing. Not yeah. to not to mention when it was for the Stanley Cup playoffs, and you're like, oh, we got to live in a hotel for possibly three months. Okay, we'll live life. And stay away talk- from the family and the whole bit. And right? now you're talking like six months or whatever it's going to be. It's like, yeah. That so I, I get the I get the TV deals and everything else. So are all the teams in the league fine if they don't have fans again for another year? Or are we going to start to see some cracks here? Well, no, no, no. no. But I, I would argue the top leagues might be fine. No, I'm the, talking the NHL. I think the NHL. Every can, every every team in the NHL be fine. Mm, no, with an eighty million dollar payroll, I think they'll survive. We, I, I, I think we did the math. Wow, there's going to be the some estimated new... math of of what fans like having. <clears throat> Fans in the Edmonton Oilers selling out every single night off of seats and a bunch of different things. It paid for like your payroll for the year. Right. But not your not your GM, not your not your busing, not, not your flights, all your stuff. All your extras. Right. Right? And maybe a bunch of T V deals and everything else kicks in. Obviously there's a whole bunch that kicks in. Would pay and pick up a bunch of that, and then you get into playoffs, and that's why they always say it's the what the cream, the right, like it's the top. Yeah, because you don't pay the players in the playoffs, right? That's right, and you get. Well, I should probably put all thirty-two teams in the playoffs then. <laughs> it's good. Sounds it's good like point. you're contradicting yourself there. No, 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 it sounds like a great idea now. So, so going back to it, uh, the TV deal better be pretty damn good travel they're gonna have no they're gonna be in the same position as any other league right you, that's why they're talking you know a canadian division you know we got that you know like what happens in a canadian division well one they don't go to go across the border but now you're playing calgary more times you're playing vancouver more times those are closer that's a closer trip maybe it's where a you're long not. ways to go over to toronto montreal and Ottawa, yeah though. but you yeah, it would be a swing though right to once you get to Toronto, how far is it from Toronto to Ottawa? How far is it from Ottawa to Montreal? Fair enough, but we're right. making the argument that it'd be cheaper or not. I mean, it'd be no, the no, same no, thing. You go down to L.A. and then you're right beside You're Anaheim talking and, money again. Right? At the, at the end of the day, they're losing money. The be- the reason why it got to be where you had to spend $500 million to get a team in the NHL is because they were making a ton of money. They ain't making a ton of money right now. Yeah. None of us are going to games. Nope. None of us are buying the ten dollar beers that we all hated, mm, but nope. we still bought. I'll tell you what, how much dust are you making right now uh with your business? How much are we making with our business right now with dealing with COVID? They're gonna be in the exact same spot, right? Everybody's nobody's making money as long as this is going on. So everybody's well, in the last who knows. Who knows? You'd be interested to see MLB with salary cap though. That would change the whole dynamics. Going back to what you were talking about. The thing with something like that, though, then wait, is wait, because... Wait, 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 Does the NHL... You're the guy who asked the question, and mm. I could see you chewing on it. Yeah. 
Like, does the NHL survive? Do pro sports survive? Maybe survive isn't the right word. I don't know. Well, I th- yeah, I form. think they get through because we got enough billionaire people in the world. I think they there might be. That's what I'm more asking about the cracks. Like, I don't know if what you see would get through if we had to go through two or three or four years of this. Does Florida and Arizona survive? The only thing about that, though, Jay, is if people are locked up in their houses, Columbus, or if they're they're not allowed to go to these games and stuff, the TV TV deals get more lucrative over time. Because more people can't go to the games, and I and yeah, but if 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 the number like, did the NHL have record numbers? Anybody know that? No. Why were the NBA numbers down? I think because the players are wusses. Well, and that's the other thing with a little bit of it all, though, right? I mean, is the NBA out of any of the league, out of any of the leagues, has been the most politically charged out of anything it's true so so did that make a difference i think it didn't I help them i don't think it's going it on though them. i think people are so there's so much going on that uh, there's so much watch, going on with covid's going on we're all sitting at home no no i realize that but i think people are focused on what the heck is going on in their lives there's so much change in their lives on a daily basis they don't watch is that possible they pay less attention I'll say this about uh, just TV in general. I hear it all the time with the old, uh, older generation that comes on. Once upon a time, when the Stanley Cup Finals was on, it was Saturday night. There was nothing else going on. You all tuned into it. No different if the Border Kings were playing. Like old Shep said. You'd go and you'd watch. Yeah. And that's what the, now, you know, COVID locked us all in our house, but you still got options. Like, we all had options. And and so every once in a while, something captures attention, and, and I think of uh, The Last Dance. Like, everybody tuned in to Michael Jordan, right? right? Like, that was fucking awesome. I can't say the same thing about the NHL playoffs. I just can't. Uh, when the Oilers are in, they're our team. I watched all the games. When they fell apart, then you started to pick and choose. The MLB is special to me. Maybe it's just the time of year. The time of year, if it was April, maybe it would be a bit different. You might be right on that. But something about the MLB, you just flick it on. And when it's a playoff game, you just flick it on. And it's good. It is fantastic. I didn't do the same thing with the NBA. And I sure ain't doing the same with the NFL. And I know there is a ton of NFL fans out there losing their top. Just relax. But NFL has – I always think the NFL is king. And they've found a way to make this seem like it is nothing. Okay. Right? They're still playing their games. I think maybe what I'm thinking about, what I'm trying to explain is, and it's not quite World War II, but during World War II, I got a feeling that everybody was so focused with what was going on around World War II that nothing else seemed to matter as much. Now, COVID's not World War II, but you look at the last six months and everything's gone on in the world, it seems like chaos on a fairly regular basis. You think of the riots and the burning of buildings and COVID and everything. And it seems like there's so much going on in the world on a daily basis at times. There's too much to focus on and you just, it loses its importance. I could buy into that. I could buy into that. Now, how long does that go on for? I don't know. You would think we're at close to the end of it, but you really don't know. It's lasted, it's got crazier this year than I thought it could. Well, we'll come to Jay's well, actually, before we get to Jay's question, what's your thoughts on having four dub players possibly play for the uh, the Bobcats? 
because with the WHL not starting until later, they've opened it up for their players to come back and play for, well, as far as I can tell. Dodgers beat the Rays 4-2. That's final. That's final. And by the time this airs, it might be all over. Who knows? But WHL, come out, said they're going to let their players come back and play Junior A. I'm speaking from a Lloyd standpoint. Like, you could have, I mean, think of all the guys we got. Uh, can you get I'm, in the rink to watch them, though? I know. That's the problem. Actually, that's the biggest problem is we can't get in the rink. Can you imagine if you had Waters, Captain of the Blades, come back? Well, you got uh, you got uh, Rhett Reinhardt playing defense there, too. You got, jeez, um, and now I'm going to feel bad. But you got you got uh, Ward sitting in Red Deer. You got that uh, McClellan kid from uh, Wainwright who just got drafted by Philly. I hope I said his name right because I'm probably torturing it. Sitting there. You got you got all these kids. How about Ty Smith still Sintazzo. of age? Sintazzo. Franklin. Right. Franklin. No, Franklin too isn't old. A, too old, I think. Too old, maybe. He's going to play down uh, down south. But you got Ty, uh, Ty, Ty Smith. Ty Smith to be... No. no, Ty Smith be of age. Wouldn't that be something old Ty come back for oh, three months? Oh, but the problem, but like Dustin says, we all can't get in the building to watch him. Yeah. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? Yeah. How many people are letting in the Civic, Civic Center right now? 150, I think. I think it is, 150, yeah. Sell out every night. It's, it's a hot mm-hmm. ticket. Would be. It would, would be. be a it hot is ticket. Now. Yeah. Think about it. 150 people in a building that seats what? A couple, couple grand? thousand. Yeah. With the seats, maybe 1,500 nowadays. Like, do you have to Maybe. bribe someone to get in the game then? or Got to know somebody. Got to know someone who knows someone. Yeah. Eh? Who's winning the American election? We're going to – I know not a politics <clears> show <throat> by any stretch of the imagination, but it is probably at this point – and the American election always is a big thing on, on Canada, but for us, this election – this is a big election. So who's winning it? Trump in a landslide. Trump in a landslide. Yep. I really believe that. If you look at the polls right now, I think <clears throat> the Biden's ahead by about 20 points or something like that. I don't so know. They say I think it's, it's ten, a lot. I think 10 points. But ten, 10? Yeah. yeah. They keep saying that. They said that during the last election. I really don't trust the American polls. Well, I mean, as far as the last election go, Trump had no business even being in the conversation, and then he ended up winning, right? So... Which way does it help us more? Because I've heard arguments on both sides in the last two weeks that if Biden wins, it would actually help our oil field more because he's going to shut down all the fracking down there. I don't think he actually shuts down the fracking. I think he just says that. I don't know how he actually would. But, but I mean, would why, would, why would you, you say what, that? It would absolutely fracture the whole U.S. if he actually banned fracking. So why say it? Because his left guys are going to vote for him anyway, so why even say know. it? I don't know if he's all there. And if you're not going to do that, then why would you you're absolutely He's 78 years old. Like he's he's not Mike Smith. You're getting old, rid of you're old. getting rid of Texas <laughs> just right right then and there, right? Like Yeah, we don't worry about This is you, why Texas. I don't believe the polls. The polls are showing that Texas is going to swing Democrat. And I'm like, like for reals? Like really? There's a lot of city center like Houston's 4 million people. So you think Biden comes out and says that he's going to ban no, fracking, not, tax, Texas is going to swing oh, Obviously, Democrat. I'm not saying that Biden's going to win or anything. I'm just your, – your comment was on Texas, though, and I'm just yeah. saying there's anyway. – you know, there's a large so, – you know, you get the large cities. I mean, even here, right? We're, if we're going to vote liberal or NDP in Alberta, where does that happen? Yeah, it's always in the cities. Right. So, Harles, are you saying Biden's going to win then? 
No, no, I'm I'm very split down the middle. I, I honestly don't know. Uh, you know, with Biden being ahead 10 points, I I still don't think that, you know, there there's a lot out there, I think, that uh, a lot of people that might not vote on a normal election, and they're going to be interested in coming back out and voting again for Trump. And so I, I honestly still... Think Trump? I think I still think Trump is going to win. Who are you thinking? You're the one with the American wife. I think it's strange that we're talking about another country's election. Honestly, I do. Think how strange that is. It's the most powerful country in the world. That is true. It's true. So you know, it has uh, as much effect on uh, us as probably the Canadian election. I watched the last. I watched the last debate. And. I thought, you know, everybody out there who's listening to this and got Joe Biden written off because he's Sleepy Joe and he doesn't know how to string together sentences, obviously doesn't watch him talk because he is pretty smooth, right? I was sitting there and I was sitting beside the wife and I looked over a couple times and said, and he has got Trump on the ropes, like on the ropes. Like, mm, he is thumping on him, and he's laughing at Trump, and I was laughing at Trump because who can't laugh at Trump? I feel like that's part of what he does, right, is he just says absurd things. When he's talking about him and Abraham Lincoln, you can't help but be like, Trump, just stop. But in saying that, then Biden will get on a tear and say things like, you know, we're going to get rid of the oil field. And you're like, get rid of it. Jeez. And then he goes, I want to clarify. You're like, okay, please clarify that. No emissions, zero by 2025. And both Mel and I look at each other, and I go like, you know, if he'd said 2050, maybe that's realistic. But we're like four and a half years away from 2025. There's no freaking way you just, and it's gone. Like that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And I, I, you know, and then there's a reason Trump's there. Trump's there because he keeps doing the, Joe, you were just in three and a half years ago. You did none of this. What's wrong, Joe? And Joe can't say anything. And just the way Trump does it is just lovely. It was, uh, whoever thought I'd sit and watch a presidential debate for a couple hours, and it just was entertaining. And part of it, well, 85% of it's Donald Trump. Um, This, you know, last time the election came around, I thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. I told Jay that in his house. And then, you know, Trump wins. So what the hell do I know? So let's go to a string, and I'm going to say Kanye West. Right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? He's going to split up the middle and just come from nowhere, and Kanye West is leading the, the most the powerful name. Yeah, that's right. But could you imagine? I don't oh, know. my God. He'd man. have a great rap song about it. Hey, listen I'd to listen him. to it. I'd probably download it and pay for it and all other. <clears throat> I, I, I heard Kanye on uh, Joe Rogan today, and he'd actually have my vote, I think. He actually talks pretty well, so. Well, there's the value of dust vote. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No Mike Smith and Kanye West. I, I, so I am, got, I am a Trump, a Trump, and a so Kanye West. Kanye West. Yeah, and so. I am interested to hear what you have to say because out of anybody here, you've probably watched everything and have been the most involved. I don't know. Sometimes that makes you dumber. You know, so you, you watch everything. So there's a Trafalgar Elgar poll. Can, can, can you say that again? Uh, 
Hey, but he's moving to Italian, right? Like, yeah. no, no, no. This is down the states, Charles. So, was it's, it a, what's your, was it a Portugal poll? The guy, the guy that did this poll, <laughs> he uh, he he predicted Trump's win in sixteen, yeah. and so um, what he said is that a lot of the um, polls they don't take into account how many people don't want to, you know, if someone comes to your door, you don't want to say who you're voting for. Yeah, right. People don't like that, and no one wants to and say. Trump. Never mind that it's Trump. He says even even on regular. Like even on other times, people there's certain amount of popul certain percent that don't like to say who they're voting for. They think that's a very private thing. Yeah. And then on top of it, now you got Trump. So there's definitely a certain percentage that do not want to say that because they get ridiculed. Yeah. So according to his models, he thinks Trump ekes out a win. So I'm going with the uh, Trafalgar poll. Three Trumps and a West, no Biden. That's what we're saying. But I'm not sure which way would be better for us. I'm not sure. I've heard the arguments both ways. Because I, I know what you're saying, Dust, but if Biden decides to shut down some of the fracking and the states slowly diminish down to nine or eight, eight or nine million barrels a day, that, oh, that's going to affect the fracking. They go lower than that, Jay. I know. But even if he does partial, <clears throat> right? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a big debate. Well, it's, like I say, it's, it's a strange thought to think about somebody else's Leader, do you think the Americans give two shits about Trudeau coming in? They're the largest, most powerful country in the world. I know they don't care That's about anybody hey, else. You can, you, you can. Uh, they I understand. Would still be interested, probably a little bit in Russians and Chinese, right? No, probably not. Yeah. When they was the last have, time they don't have in elections in China? No, when was not. the last time you paid attention to anything Did going they have on any in Russia, Portuguese? China, anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe check with the Italians, there, Jay. <laughs> All I'm saying is. It's odd. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I understand no, the I most agree. powerful yeah. nation. Um, I'll be tuning in because how can you not? Well, that's right. That's the greatest show on earth at the moment. Well, all right. Let's do this. Crude Master Final Five. Shout out to uh, Heath and Tracy McDonald. Huge supporters of the podcast since the very beginning. Five questions. We're going to start with uh, one that is close to my heart. Your favorite age of your kids. Now, Harley and me are kind of tied at the hip on this one because we have the youngest. And the reason why this question is in here is in the last week and a half, oh, well, it's actually closing on two weeks, I got to take Shay, my oldest, to buy his first set of skates, which was fun. Then I got to take him out in full gear in said skates, and he actually, like, I don't know, uh, walked, skated, whatever. But before this time, if I got him out on the ice... He lost his absolute shit. And it wasn't, you know, he, as, a, as a guy who loves hockey and skating, you just want to help, but you can't, you know, he just isn't there yet. And in the last couple of weeks, he's there. Like, it's fun to watch. He wants to be out on the ice. He wants to, you know, and, he, and you can see him trying to get it, and he's starting to get it. Did a little 360 the other day and actually stood up. He was like, whoa. I was like, whoa, that's right. Fist pound for that, right? That's cool. So I go around to you three. What has been your favorite age of your kids thus far? Go ahead, Arnold. Oh. Every year the Mason gets older, it gets better. So he can do more. There's more things that we can bond with. So it just keeps getting better. And uh, by no means is that a knock on Ayla. She's just that much younger yet. So we'll see as the time progresses. But right now he's four coming on five in January. And this by far has been the best yet uh just because we can actually start to do stuff right 
<clears throat> we we went out uh, with Sean and Shay there and skating at the multiplex and the first skate at the multiplex last year when he first started he was skating from end to end in 59 seconds by the did you time him i did i did harley's gonna be that guy hey that dad uh, well uh, i was only got 32 seconds i was, uh, I hey, was just interested hey. i was i was just interested right i wanted to see a bit of progression little jerry just ran yep. upstairs <laughs> oh, bobby joe he got 45 halfway, seconds halfway through last year he was at 39 <laughs> I got the, the start of the reference. Yeah. No, I gotta, I gotta that finish good. that. that little, a... little Jerry ran from Newman's place to mine in 59 seconds. Was that fast? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know that. <laughs> start of this year, we, we went out and I just timed him right on 11 seconds. And you go 59 seconds down to 11 seconds in a year. You know, and you think like how much progression, how much stronger, faster. You know all of that stuff, it's right? And cool. it's only getting it's it's getting better. And in every year that progresses, it keeps getting better. So I'm really interested because I know Sean is probably the exact same, right? Every year that passes, it's continuing to get better. At some point here, though, right? I mean, there's probably a fond time that you're going to look back on as as that is the best, right? And so I'm interested to hear what you guys. What's have amazing said. about Harley's story is it still takes Harley 25 seconds. <laughs> He's catching them. <laughs> Dust, are you timing me? Is it, I, what are you trying to do here? So I got, uh, and little Jerry's right. The chicken's name is Little Jerry. In, in yeah, the Little Jerry. Zone, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Anyhow. Uh, oh, little Jerry. <laughs> I just thought I had to be right on that one. Um, so I got two favorite ages. Six months to a year. Because as a baby, they're not walking around yet but they're with it enough to actually interact with you. So that was one favorite age. And the other one is that seven to 10 range. And the reason why seven to 10 is, and we'll see in a couple of years when they when my kids become teenagers, whether they'll start, you know, talking back or, or not wanting to be around you so much, which I think is probably natural, but at seven to 10, you can play with them. Uh, you can reason with them. You can joke around with them. They have a personality, uh, but they're not old enough where they're going their own way. They still want to hang around with you. So that's my, those are my two favorite ages. Well, I've had, uh, I've had a lot more uh, history of ages, I guess. I wasn't a big baby guy, so that's not my age. Um, I enjoyed the six to 12 because they're independent enough. And, um, you know, they're doing all the fun things, but they still are, innocent enough and enjoy everything right and then all of a sudden one day when they're 12 or 13 it changes within a week and you're going what happened but i will say through the teenagers there's some enjoyable things too because that's where you play at the higher levels and it doesn't necessarily have to be triple a it's just the higher levels of of hockey or ball or sports volleyball whatever that sport is for the kid and they're you know where they're actually playing the game how it's supposed to be played and they understand what's going on and that can be a lot of fun and then you get the road trips with the parents and all that kind of good stuff, right? So for me, the, you know, probably 6 to 12 is probably my favorite age for that. But there was some enjoyable things that, that you know, go from that 12 to th 12 to 17, just different. And there's a little more stress, especially once they get to about 15. So that probably takes away from it a little bit. But Who is the best athlete at their current sport? Currently, right now, today. Oh, basketball. Basketball, you got LeBron. I don't want who 
I don't want one from each sport. I, I want who, who do you think, think is, is the, the best. best. And it supersedes anyone at their current sport. So LeBron's better than Le- McDavid. LeBron. LeBron, I would say. So last night, I watched... As much the- as that pains me to say. LeBron's incredible. Last night, I watched the UFC. And Khabib retired, mm. actually retired last night. How long After does he, he stay went- retired whoa, for, whoa, though? No, no, no. So his dad passed away. He promised his mom that this was going to be his last fight. He is 29-0. and 0. And I watched him last night fight against Gaethje, who is the number one contender and actually was the interim belt holder because Khabib was away while his dad died. Um, And he absolutely, like, it was just complete and utter domination. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, it was unbelievable. He beat him in two rounds. Um, Gaethje's this guy who has, you know, can throw huge punches and, and, and people fear his hands, right? He came at him. After the first minute of the first round, all the way through the rest of the first round and the second round, he just came at him the whole time. Didn't didn't slow down, didn't stop, just went straight at him until eventually took him down, choked him out within 10 seconds of him being on the ground. And it was unbelievable. Now he's retired as of today, so I guess I can't say him. But it was it was so impressive. I was so I was then who's back. your who's your top athlete of today? <laughs> I just told Jaros. I'll stay with Khabib because he was he was I I couldn't believe how good he was. I'm gonna go McDavid, just because to me he's playing at a different level. I I think LeBron's really good and um you know he's gonna go down as one of the top five all time, but he's getting older. So uh, I'm gonna say uh, McDavid. Is McDavid in the top five conversation already? Is the question I have for you, and this is the only thing that no. is gonna spur me. So then. Really? No, but the question is, who's the right best now. athlete right now? Right now. Not, not who's had the best career, who, who's, who's the top 10, who's going to make the Hall of Fame, who's won more cups. Who is the best athlete right now? In their sport. So, I like LeBron because you put LeBron on your team, you pretty much go to a championship. I get Khabib because I get it. I get McDavid because I get it. And the only other guy from another sport, when I watch, I'm like, oh, man, that guy is fucking talented. Is Mahomes. Mahomes is just good at what he does. And uh, NFL, wow, football. As a QB, if you, you know, most guys like that only last like a little short time and then they, they just get cranked or whatever. But that guy could throw a ball from wherever. He can move. He can, he can just do everything. He is absolutely fun to watch. And it pains me because I'm a I'm a Tom Brady fan. Like Tom Brady is the man. Patrick Mahomes is like right now oh. in this space. In, it's uh, it's actually interesting that because I was taking it as a different point of view, right? Like best right now, but it's still they've got a bit of their pedigree. But, but that, but that, that wasn't is, the question. No, fair the enough. Question. Fair enough. But you know, I, one other mind uh, name that comes to mind is actually Serena Williams. She is still dominant at her sport not and as, she's got the pedigree to go along with it not as dominant now she's still really good no doubt but you take serena williams from 10 years ago flat out she flat was the out bad, the best the best in the probably because she absolutely smoked the rest of the women for 10 years of her life 15 years of her life and you know what's funny about tom brady is i was always a new england fan Big Tom Brady fan. I thought him at 43 going to a new team with a new offense, no defense, new coach, new everything, 
maybe he'd struggle. And he's been flat out good this year. I've been so that defense there is unbelievable. He he joined a team. So did he do that on purpose? He knew the Bucks would have that good of a defense. Let's be very clear. Tom Brady ain't dumb. Like, are you going to sit there and think Tom Brady's dumb? No, 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 I, no that's no. what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. So he picked. Like, he oh, yeah, knew. yeah. Because he, he the Bucks would have wanted. the number two defense in the league right now. He knew what he was doing. No, no, true enough. All I'm saying is that 43. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, get, I get what Dust is saying, but I get what you're asking. Do you think Tom Brady's dumb? No. No, no I didn't but say it, that. But here's the thing about Tom Brady. Take the No. Deep. But you were saying if Tom Brady got offered an extra $2 million in Seattle, or mm-hmm. not Seattle, but you know what I mean. It, was there any luck involved or he knew the Bucks no, were going to be there? he knew. No, that he, guy doesn't stay with Bill Belichick and do what they did without being thorough. And by thorough, I mean thorough. He, so him picking Tampa Bay, he knew. Okay, but hold on a minute Where do here, I guys. got a very good success rate? What do I need? What do I need? He's going to a team... He needs a good defense because he trusts his ability to run the offense. Okay, I agree here's, with Sean. He, here's the thing though: take the defense out of the equation. He's thrown like 14 touchdowns and what four picks or six picks or something. Like that is incredible for a 43 year old guy. Like we're not talking the defense is winning games. He's throwing 14 touchdowns and only having six picks. And yet we're talking about a 39 year old Mike Smith. So I mean, yeah, Mike Smith wait, wait, is wait, Tom wait. fucking. Hey, I, I tell you what, whoa. Before we go any further on that, because I'm a Tom Brady guy, you're talking about probably the, the best of all quarterback the of all time. The Mike goat. Smith, get the hell out of here. You know, what? congratulations, Mike Smith. You're just saying the same breath as Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Hey. I can't even. I can't even go along Harley's with a big, that day. Harley's a big fan. Uh, you know, Tom Brady's thorough. We're not sure. So sure about Harley though. Uh, meanwhile, Dustin is the one wearing the Oilers hat. So as we uh, crack into uh, what's that one called, Harley? Bottle number two. Uh, Scapa. Scapa. Uh, as we crack into the second bottle of scotch, what is your favorite hangover food for tomorrow? <laughs> Why are we asking this question tonight? What would you like to tell? <laughs> I guess Harley had a little bit of a late night, hey? So he was t- complaining about it, so we thought maybe we'd Harley, see- what time were you up till last night? It doesn't happen often, yeah. but it does happen every wait, now did and you, again. Wait, wait, we haven't asked what happened to your lip. Did you get in a fight with the <laughs> razor? Uh, I tell you the what, the razor beat me last night. <laughs> last yes. night or this morning? Yeah, last night. Last night before we went out on our date night, second <laughs> one since in Harley, the last six Harley, months. So, so for the listeners that have no idea what we're talking about, Harley is uh, a gash. A gash. He looks like Joker off of Batman. I was about to say Joker <laughs> off of Batman. The where the cut is placed. Isn't above the lip, ain't below the lip, <laughs> is right in line with the crease. Yeah, which makes it look like he has a bigger smile. It looks me. He's got a big smile going yeah. on. <laughs> hey, um, and what you're doing is you're having too many wobbly plops, <laughs> were you? Not it at all. Not it at all. That was before any wobbly pops happened. Period. So, what was your hangover food today? So, yeah, this uh, is where the this is where the question comes from. It's from Harley's cut. So, fire away, Harley's. What what do you got for a hangover food? Honestly, the best hangover cure cure is just getting out and getting after it. So, we were out skating this morning and uh, did a bit of physical labor trying to sweat it out. Uh, but if I had a food that I was go to. It was not today, but uh, probably McDonald's. It's hard to beat McDonald's. Got to get a little grease in you. Straight up bacon and eggs. But my favorite hangover story is still Sean on the bike trip, and I expect you to tell that story when it gets back to you. 
Go ahead, Jay. Dick. Carry on. Well, I don't know. I mean, Mickey D's is an easy one to pick. So, uh, do we all have the saver? I'm going to say, you know, I'm, so I'm going to go something different. I'm going to say there's nothing like waking up late and going down to an establishment and happen, having a couple of hair on the dogs while you're watching maybe some, you know, a little Sunday, Sunday football. Sunday football. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then maybe you're grabbing a little, you know, beef dip or you know fries and gravy that kind of thing and you got a couple of pops going on like that's that's a pretty good day i tell you what i will second that uh i like mcdonald's breakfast i don't think anything beats it but the trump card is hey sunday football's going on i know you feel like shit but come down to the bar we're gonna have a we're gonna watch a football game and we can have a couple of sarsaparillas and some fries and we'll get it and, and away you go that's that's where the original Sunday Fun Day comes from. And what's, that, the what's, only the only what's thing your drink of first first drink of choice? Because are you going right back to a beer after you're hungover? Well, I've never been a Bloody Mary or anything like that, so I would say if you had um, beer orange juice, I could yeah. handle that. A Boji. I think I'd go with a Rattler. Well, I mean, now Jay? think of all the stuff Jay? they have. Yeah. I think I'm just going, you know, maybe a beer and tomato. Or clam? No, I uh, I'm allergic to no clam. no no Caesar. Uh, I can't there's a Caesar. there's a lot of people that go for a Caesar or, but uh, yeah. I might, I might just the go for a shot and get right after. The only, it the only problem is sometimes that Sunday fun day turns into too much fun day and then you're hungover Monday. Again. Well, I know. <laughs> and they, actually, that's exactly what happens. So the story I want Sean to tell, I'll lead into the story and Sean can finish it. But on the bike trip, we pull into Portage. Portage of the Prairie. Portage of the Prairie. Actually, but the the night before we were in Winnipeg, that was just as bad a night. We I was on the middle of a. I Sean, used Sean up. we stayed with a buddy in Winnipeg, and Sean got all lit up, and we made it into Portage, and his buddy Tick, who is every bit of a Tick, is what you'd think. He's he's full on. He is. As soon as uh, we get hey, there. hey, shout out to Tick if he's listening to this, because he's a uh, he's a cop out in uh, in uh, Ottawa, and shout out to all the cops out there. So but Tick, Tick is one of the best. Tick's a beauty. So, Sean, we get there, and Tick's like, Sean, we got to go out. And Sean's like, oh, man, I was out last night. I don't know if I feel so well. And Tick's like, well, you're not going to stay in, are you? And Sean's like, ah, probably not, I guess. I'm like, hey, Sean, I don't care what you do. But if you go all, out all night, tomorrow you're leading out on the bike. That's true. He did say that. All day on the bike. And Sean goes, yeah, yeah, no problem. So he goes out. We stay in this house, and I get woken up at about 4 no, a.m. No, no. Okay, now you're jumping over things. Go ahead. So we go out. We go to uh, the Cat and the Fiddle, I think it was. I don't think the bar is there anymore. People, if they're listening to Portage, can tell me different. But we go to Portage La Prairie. We go in the bar there, to the Cat and the Fiddle. And uh, we have a grand old time. And uh, may have... May have... Uh, May have made some eyes at some ladies. Anyways, the the short of the story is this, okay? This is pre-mel, pre-mel for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, hey, Mom, I'm sorry that you have to hear about me making eyes at other ladies because she's going to get, ladies, gentlemen, she's going to she's gonna harass me. Just because Sean made eyes at ladies doesn't mean anything happened. Right. He still made it home. <laughs> right, I still made it home. Anyways, so I roll in at about 4.05 a.m., okay? At Four, about... 
four oh five. No, no, like no, it was, was about, almost like I was bang just about on to say four four a.m. because I got woken up. I I remember looking and being like, oh shit! I hope Dustin doesn't wake up. And I mean, I laid my head down on the pillow. No, no, no! You're missing this story though. You lay your head down on the pillow, and Tick is like every five minutes going, "Hey, Sean, Sean!" And then he'd tell a story, and Sean go, <laughs> and I'd be like. Fuck boys, just shut the fuck up. It's 4 a.m. And Tick did this for like the whole hour until like 5 a.m. Because we got up at about 5 a.m. every morning to hit the bike. You know what I hate about Dust? He mix up Winnipeg and Portage. Because that's what happened in Winnipeg. And I had to do the same thing the night before. Okay? Portage, I roll in at 4.05, you wake up at 4.15, and I didn't even get to close my eyes. He's just like, hey, you better be up in half an hour or at 4.30 and we're biking. I'm like, okay. And so I didn't close my eyes. I just got on the bike and led the entire way. And but, the, the but, thing about that day is, no, no, but, and no, you're not going to cut me off here. No, I was just going to say, Portage tick, to Winnipeg, tick never shut up the whole time. Portage to Winnipeg was the longest day we had of the entire trip. 69 days? Longest trip was the night I had no sleep. And not because I had no sleep, which everybody would think you had no sleep. It was because from Portage to Winnipeg, we blew every tire possible. No, no, to Brandon. Oh, uh, Brandon. Whatever. Yeah. No, I'm screwing up. Yeah. From Portage to Brandon, we blew every tire possible. It was the hottest day. It was 30-some above. I led the entire way because Dustin wouldn't let me out of the way. He wouldn't let me drag and drift. You want to go it all night? You pay the fucking price, buddy. I tell you what. Hey, Tick, if you're listening, it was worth the squeeze. That was a great fucking night. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't change it for the world. No, no, no. So here's the thing is we blew all the tires that day, and the only time we had to patch a tire was on the side of the road in between Portage and, and Brandon. We had a headwind the whole day. Sean was muscling it out. The great thing about following Sean is he's so wide is you get in his tailwind and you hardly even have to pedal. But Sean was dying in the front, right? Anyhow. I had like five second wins that day. I feel great. (laughs) I feel terrible. (laughs) I feel great. (laughs) This is the worst day of my life. (laughs) Anyhow, so we're on the side of the highway waiting for this. We we patched once because we would always carry extra tubes so we didn't have to patch. We had to patch that day because we blew so many tires. We patch that tire and we're laying in the ditch when it's like 35 above. And every time a semi goes by, you gotta go. And we're laying there and we're. I look over at Sean and I'm like, hey, Sean, now this, this is biking across Canada right here. Anyhow, then we got, we finished at what, six o'clock that night? You forget the best part of that day. What was that? The guy who drives up, we're about 10K out of, (laughs) we're 10K out of Brandon, pulls up. Like, I could talk about this all day. I remember, yeah. you know, as hungover as was I was that, that day. day. Was, it was, was that was, day. Was I remember that, that day. Was that not your longest bike day out yes. of the entire year? Hours-wise, not Hours distance. Wise. Hours-wise. Yeah, because we ended at 6 o'clock that night. And so I'm, we're stuck. We're patching a tire. This guy rolls up in a halftime, pulls up, says, hey, why don't you hop in the back? You look tired. You can get, you can, you can get out of town. I'll drive you in. Start your truck. Start fucking moving. I didn't bike this far to have you fucking haul my ass in. I'll get there. <laughs> and Dustin's like, you sure? Like, we could do... Dustin, shut up. Get in the fucking ditch. We'll fucking lay it out here for a bit, and we'll get in there. Let me tell you, when I was tired and I was leading the way, I may have been hung over, but I was not giving up that easy. My, my question is, so when you got to Brandon, did you go out that night? <laughs> Sean went to bed. Kevin Kelk. Kevin Kelk. Another shout-out to Kevin Kelk. Because Kevin Kelk, now, this is the third night in a row. So BMAC did it to me. That's why I went on Winnipeg. And then Tick did it to me in Portage. And the next night is Kevin Kelk. And Kevin Kelk was sitting there. He said, come on, man. we got to have a drink. And I'm like, dude, I can't even get my eyes open right now. 
And he's like, no, 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 you can't. And I passed out on his floor watching some movie, snoring. Because I just, I couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. So I would have loved to, sure. But I literally couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. I, I will say this, is I'll give props to Sean. He was not a basketball player that day. For sure. <laughs> he, for was, he was not a LeBron. <laughs> That's not, a true story. Kevin Koch tried to get me. Shout out, another shout out to Kevin Koch because I feel bad. Cause I and to all the him. apologies to the Brandon ladies for that night missed. Well, he, he was he was, he was was the guy in the list, right? He If he had been the first, we would have went out hard. He was the third. So he got BMAC, Tick, him. I had nothing left. I was done. I had it all his ass all the way. Yeah, how would Dustin have made out if he had nobody break and win for him the entire way up across Canada? He would have cut out by Thunder Bay. He would have been like, you know what? I'm flying home. This is enough. The, the beauty part of all that. If Lori would have been leaving that. She just about ran into a deer one time, and she ran over a sign in Calgary. So. Hey, what's your next one on the Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just wait. I will say this. Well, I can't remember what I was going to say now. She's getting old. Yeah, that's uh, true. I, hey, I'm like Mike Smith old. Memory's if, fading. If... You could win a single game, okay, championship game. So we're talking game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Game seven of the World Series. Game we're, seven. we're talking overtime winner versus home run to win the game versus TD. Touchdown but catching versus the Catching the touchdown. Throwing the pass. Sure. Buzzer beater. Yeah. Um, overtime winner. Putt on the 18th green. Putt on the 18th Place green. Placeholder. Knee, knee to the face, UFC. You knee to the face, sure. Yeah. Tennis. You know, Dustin's been doing too much fucking Taekwondo over there. Right? I know, he thinks he's tough now. It's not Taekwondo. But anyone wants to take a round, let's go. <laughs> I tell you what. Easy, easy, easy. That's what we're going to put out to the listeners after. Who'd win a fight? That's what we're going to do. If people want it, uh, I want you to. I think we should take bets and make it happen. Hit me up at. Uh, Nah, I'm too soft. Uh, just, <laughs> that just sounds like a lot of hurt there. I'd love to take Jason in the first round. Wait, 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 I wait, 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 wait. But if it is a I fight, a beat down like is it a full-on fight? No punching, just submissions, or is it like uh, no, no, WWE? Throw, throw no punching bars, in there. Garbage can and ladder match. Like, well, no, I no, think no, I got a chance. Throw on gloves, and away you go. I'm in. Anyways, all I'm saying is, if you're interested in that, you hit me up at some social media. We'll make it happen. All right, now. If you were winning a single game, which sport and how? Jay, you start. Oh, why do I got to start? I'll start this. I know exactly what I'd do. It would be a home run in the ninth inning or extra innings. doesn't matter. A walk-off home run. And the reason is is because you get to trot around the bases. You get the bat flip. Would that be the the first home run you would ever have hit? Yes. (laughs) I did hit it in the park once, for sure, because I was fast. Yeah, 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 for sure. But that's what I do for sure, for sure. A home run to that bigger. brings back great memories of the Britain golf tournament, uh, go- golf, golf tournament, yeah. ball tournament where we had the home run derby. Who won that, boys? Hey, hey, I, I did hit one though, didn't I? You might have hit one. This is not even sure. No. <laughs> I think I hit I think one it was inside, inside the park. Inside the park. Inside yeah, the park. Well, I think I think. All I right, that's yeah. ball. in a home run derby. Yeah. Yeah. Harles? Well, Jay, Jay? You go. Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know what? I could, I could, I could feel for any of the four. I guess, you know, a little uh, through the legs, dipsy doodle under the bar, jump into the glass, win the Stanley Cup. Can't get much better than that. Hey? If I if I was gonna be the overtime hero in hockey, though, I think I'd be Gretzky streaking down the left hand side, slap shot, top shelf, game over. 
Yeah, that was game two against the Flames. Yeah, it was. But they swept him after that. Yeah, he's played all night. Stevie yeah. Y. It's, it was, John he was Casey. Pe- no, no, no. He was. Yeah. He was penalty killing against Mike. Yeah, Burnett I know. But that's what that's nighttime. when when he was going down the sideline there with the puck. He it's was true. penalty killing. Yeah. And the announcer's going, and there's Gretzky with the puck. He's played all night. Yeah. Shoots and scars, right? Yeah, and it's slap just shot. Yeah. Gretzky with a slap shot. Yeah, Gretzky with a slap shot. Yeah, that's right. Anyhow, go ahead, Chuck. I think I might be the odd one out here. I mean, obviously, would I take an OT winner in hockey? I think I would. I, 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 you uh, think I, you would. You whoa. think you would. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I like the orchestration. Like the, you step back, you're Tom Brady. All you need is a little touch, boom, and you win the Super Bowl. And you're not the guy catching the ball by any stretch, but you're the guy orchestrating it, right? So it doesn't matter whether you're the handoff and whatever. It's just boom. And uh, Super Bowl is in, I would take that. I would take that in a heartbeat, right? Throwing the just the dagger in the end zone. Fourth quarter, you march down the field. 30 seconds left, boom, that done. I'd probably take that. I just keep going to, you know, I look at at it all. And for me, it would either be hockey or baseball, right? That that feeling of, you know, you, you hit the dinger. And now the trophy comes out. And you can't even barely hold it because you're worried about breaking the freaking trophy. Yeah, but you're not worried about the trophy. You're worried about the play, the feeling. That's what we're talking about. We're That's tr- what I'm saying. The bat flip and the and the trotter on the base. Yeah, is and you might be right. I tell you what. Yeah. I, I think I think it's almost to the point where you're like, what are we even talking about? Like a baseball, whether it's the home run dust or whether it's just an RBI single and you win the game. Look at T Bay last night. Like that was unbelievable. The guy running the field. That's unbelievable. You can uh, say the same thing I, about soccer. I would say the same thing honestly, about hockey. Honestly, you can say probably the same thing about hitting the, Kawhi Leonard hits that fucking yeah, buzzer that beater and it just hangs there. It's like, what Bounces. is what yeah. is better than that? Yeah. Uh, well, the I, truth of the matter is, when you win at the buzzer, I don't know if there's one better than the other. Baseball, actually, now that I think about it a little bit more, I think baseball. Joe you Carter. get you get the the run around the bases. I know. You get the guys jumping on top of you. You know, Azarino or whoever there last night, and he's. On the base or on home plate, and he's banging the base. Winning, and guys are jumping like dog pile. Winning, dog pile Sean, on top of you. Right? I would like, take. I would take. I would take. As long as I was a part of the team, I would take whatever dog shit role you want me to be in. Let's just win. You give me the dog shit role, we win, and I'm on the cup. Whatever the cup is, as long as it isn't Pat LeBron on the back. I'm sorry, LeBron. As long as I'm an equal or semi-equal in it, I'm not Joe Sackick, but I get to at least hold the cup. Give me that role. I, I get, take. That. I get to be the 23rd guy that lifts the cup. Fucking right. You know what's funny about that is you're talking about football. Most times, the guys who win it late in football games are the kickers. <laughs> True. That's why I say placeholder. <laughs> I just like. I just. I'm a Tom Brady guy. He just has these little ways of just boop over there, and it's boom, and it's in. Anyways. Your final one, 
which we ended on last time. We drank uh, Harley's bottle of scotch. Just wanted to say thanks for Harles uh, on uh, having such a great pick. And uh, I'm sure he'll have a great know. pick the next time. Well, as I mean, well. he just buys such a great bottle of scotch. Know, so what, just, just wanted to give him it. that that yeah. uh, thank yeah. you. Out there. What Harley? Uh, Harley. You're Dustin, welcome. What Dustin J are getting to is it is bet 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 time. All right, so here it is. Okay, for the next round table, we need to know who's buying the next bottle of scotch. Not that Harley's, uh, he should have probably bought two because we could have burgered that too. But anyways, who will be the top in the NFC East? And just to give everybody, so before playoffs, anything happened, who is the top in the NFC East? Playoffs? Yeah, no kidding. They're all all talking about that right now. Here is the (laughs) NFC East right now. Philadelphia Eagles are two, four, and one. Washington football team is two five and zero. Isn't it funny calling them the Washington <laughs> yes, football is. team. The Dallas Cowboys <laughs> are two five and zero, and the New York Giants are one and six. Maybe what we should do is the team that wins the division, the guy has to buy the bottle. <laughs> That'd be even better. <laughs> All right. I tell you do what, it it's pretty bad right now. So that probably gives Harley an out. So the way we're going to work it is Harley gets first pick. Then, and we're going off uh, point totals from our last, we were going backwards. So it goes Harley, Sean, Dustin, Jay. So I I agree with that. We're going, so. so The team that wins it, the guy who picks the team that wins it. Wins the division. Wins the division. It has to buy the bottle. And we all know, Harles, you should probably pick the Giants. I'm trying to give you a note here, Harles. With my first pick, I'm going to pick the New York Giants. Shocker. All right. Oh, man. Who do I even take between the Eagles and the Cowboys? <laughs> Isn't Sean up next? Yeah, yes, he is. Yes. Sean has to take Washington, don't you? you no, but take... I don't care if it's up to you. Man, that's ugly. Ah, this is a terrible, terrible thing to do. <laughs> All right, I'm going to zoom in on it a little bit. Oh, now we need half an hour while he checks out the, uh, the stats. I really feel bad, actually, for... Kobe Mann and all of this because his team is the Eagles, right? And like, <laughs> this should be talk shit bad this year. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the Dallas Cowboys. That's what I'm gonna take. Oh. You know what? I was gonna take Dallas because Dak is out. Dak well, and right now out. you're wondering, Dust, what would the legend do? Hey, <laughs> you know if there's anyone to pick a loser. It would be the legend Mike Crawford. Do I got a phone? Wait, did we there? not bring up Mike Crawford? <laughs> can I can I phone the legend himself oh, right now? We can't like, go through a, a show without bringing him up, can we? Yeah, let's let's call Mike. Mike, can we get Mike on the line? Can we have a can we have a little Mike? Uh... Uh, okay, so Sean took the Cowboys, Harley took the Giants. I think I have to go with Washington. I just. <sighs> Chances are I'll be buying I'll the bottle because I think the Eagles are probably going to win squeak it. Squeak it out. How many wins do they do they win it with? Uh, six? Yeah. Seven? I'm going to say six. Six and ten? No, they might go seven and nine. I'll say seven and nine. All right. I'll take Washington. Yeah. I, um, who am I going to take? <laughs> you got the Eagles, Jay. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't you just love for the Giants to go on a tear? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be years? awesome, eh? And then Hardy's going to buy again. <laughs> you know what? 
<laughs> Out of all of us, we all showed up with a bottle except for Jay. So I mean, I already knew that. Harley, I'm already excited hey, knew, for Jay to be buying. The I next already knew Harley was I buying. Forgot. I forgot about the bet, but I also forgot about the bet. No, I did. I did not forget about the bet. Well, boys, it's been uh, absolute treat. Thanks for coming in again. And uh, until we find out who uh, wins the yeah, no kidding, who loses this bet? Yeah, so now we're all now we're all going to be watching football on Sundays here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming in, boys. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. Yep. Hey, folks. Thanks again for joining us today. If you just stumble on the show and like what you hear, please click subscribe. Remember, every Monday and Wednesday, a new guest will be sitting down to share their story. The Sean Newman Podcast is available for free on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you find your podcast fix. Until next time.